Hi guys, this is Danny. And this is Molly. And this is Black Chick Lit. And we have special guests this episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we have our friends from Mocha Girls Read. Y'all want to introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Alicia from Mocha Girls Read. This is Classy from Mocha Girls Read. Woo! Yay! We've had Alicia on before, and mm-hmm. I met Classy at, in Chicago. But it's so it's fun to do see y'all and talk with y'all again. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having us. I, yes, this is going to be fun. <laughs> we love talking about some books. Yes. And this one's going to get spicy, I bet. Um, this is also our 30th episode, Molly. So, Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I only know because the outlines have numbers on them. <laughs> oh, happy 30th. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. So, 30 30. absolutely it's about to get dirty as i say is that like a precursor to this uh, episode dirty 30 Mm. oh it could be it could (laughs) (laughs) so typically we have news but i don't i don't have any except twitter got really heated by the redemption of that stalker author oh Um, i know like i just found out about that yesterday what I, I missed the whole story when it broke in 2014. So it's just YA continues to be wild. Yeah. Wild. Okay. So I'm clueless. <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to fill me in because I've seen a few things about crazy authors, but stalker <laughs> in 2014, I am totally out of the loop. This author got a bad review and oh my God. Like, when you get a bad review, just move on with your life. Yeah. No, she just made a stalk. Yeah. Was oh, she the one that went after a reviewer on Goodreads? Yeah. She, like, went to her yeah. house. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, her she name- got dragged into the house. Come on, she went to her feet. house. She got that dude from Catfish involved. Really? Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, like, the reviewer wasn't who she said she was. Well, she was using a pseudonym, which... I- I mean, she. This sort of proves why you should use a pseudonym because people be crazy on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she made a valid argument for her to use a fake name. Yeah. Wow. So and she showed up at her house, but apparently she didn't confront her. Like she chickened out on the yeah, doorstep. Yeah, she left on the doorstep. And then she mm. wrote an article in the Guardian about. It. Mm. But this is just too much. This is too much. I mean, like I would call police, be like, "Hey, there's this crazy chick." Up on the doors. <laughs> Come on in for tea. Once you're in the house, who knows what's, what happens, right? Come on in. <laughs> and then once you're there, what can you even be mad about? Like, you didn't like my book. And I'm like, okay. See, that's why, that's why it doesn't bother me. Because if someone came to me, I'd go out in the yard. I'd be like, okay, what? Well, you're here. Right. <laughs> what is there to discuss? What are we going to do now? <laughs> it's not going to change my review. If anything, this makes it even negative. Oh, right. Yes. You're like confirming my negative review. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the wildest book news I've heard. I just, does she have another yeah. book coming out? I have no idea. I uh, I don't. I don't uh, she, oh, she does. She has a new book that's an anthology of essays. One of them is the Guardian essay. Mm. Mm. Wonder how that went. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, shot yourself in the foot. She really did. 
basically she's trying to capitalize off of being a stalker. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at it that way, it's creepy. <laughs> Maybe she that. should change her genre of writing now, huh? <laughs> she should be a thriller. <laughs> All right. Thriller, horror, something. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. So that's I think all the book news that I really saw. It really is. We talked a lot in the last chat and all the craziness I feel like happened in the last chat. That's true. That <laughs> means next time everybody will be wild and again. You know, it's summer. Oh the lull. Yeah. Time to go out, interact oh. with your fellow man. And we, fight did, with them. we did see Natasha Tyne's lawyer getting into Twitter <laughs> with people. On like with other lawyers on Twitter, and I was just like, no one in this case knows how to sit down and shut up. Everyone talks mm. too much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was sad. Oh. So sad. <laughs> but I was happy though. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I still watched it. <laughs> huh? You're like, I still watched it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> While drinking my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling and just like, hmm, that'll teach you. Sometimes you just need to shut up, mind your business. That's what she said. That that could be, this could be like a Twilight Zone, like a parable, like a song, and it would just be called Mind Your Business. Yeah, and then Ron Sterling, yeah, Ron Sterling just comes in at the end. It's like, sometimes you just sit there and eat food. Mind your business. Yeah, mind your yes. Business. Actually, that's a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> I like it. it. <laughs> I love it. Let's pitch it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's a good idea pitch it <laughs> what do they say life is stranger than fiction yeah there you go <laughs> that's crazy uh, so, so i guess we can get in so i want we want to be we've got us all here i'm ready i've been ready for this i know <laughs> you guys do not understand so we have a lot of time before we record and after we record each time and Danielle has been telling me about this book <laughs> and her feelings about this book for about a year now. Whoa. Really? That's, that's a slight exaggeration. I don't think so, dear. Because <laughs> I read have feelings. I do have feelings. I don't think it's been a year. Maybe like after I read the proposal. No, because remember, I got this. I was like, oh, I got this cute book for the wedding. It says the wedding date on it. I hadn't read it yet at that point. Oh, I thought you had. No, because I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then I read it and I was like, it's uh, okay. And then I read the proposal. <laughs> We're jumping ahead of ourselves. We We're are. Wow, <laughs> a year. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, stand up in your feelings. This I is will. your time to shine. I will, but I don't want to sound like some crazy obsessive stalker myself. <laughs> 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 I will claim a few months, a year, I cannot do. Deny, that deny, deny. <laughs> That's commitment. Yes. <laughs> but I understand it, it probably felt like a year because of... <laughs> Hold on, let me explain. Because like she said with the proposal, so you, well, I think the proposal came out maybe a year or so afterwards. So you probably mentioned you know, that book. And then when that one came out, it was just uh, too much. Well, right. <laughs> I agree. Cause after I read the proposal, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, haven't read that. I haven't read the proposal yet. That's, no. 
Okay. Yeah, this is I my remember. second time reading the wedding. So oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because of this beautiful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether or not we should apologize or not. Oh well, gosh. Uh, we never did state we were reading The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. It was released mm-hmm. in 2018 and it's her first novel. Mm-hmm. She did release the proposal. I believe that came out last August. I believe uh, so. I'm looking it up now. Mm-hmm. And then she's got The Wedding Party, which will be released next month. Okay. Yeah. The proposal came out last October. Okay. So she's got, so they're all connected. They're all companion stories. Um, so full, so I'm going to go ahead and do this disclosure and then we can get into our feelings because it sounds like we all have many feelings, <laughs> except for maybe Molly. I think Molly is sort of apathetic. <laughs> so, um, so full disclosure, normally I write our synopsis. I couldn't do it this time. I just, I had too many feelings and my blood pressure was getting too high. So I just stole it off of Goodreads. <laughs> you got to watch your blood pressure, girl. You really do. It's important. You really do. Your cardiac health. So a groomsman and his last minute guests are about to discover if a fake date can go the distance in a fun, fun and flirty debut novel. Agreeing to go to a wedding with a guy she gets stuck with in an elevator is something Alexa Monroe normally wouldn't do. But there's something about Drew Nichols that's hard to resist. On the eve of his ex-wedding festivities, Drew is minus a plus one until a power outage strands him with the perfect candidate for a fake girlfriend. After Alexa and Drew have more fun than they ever thought possible, Drew has to fly back to Los Angeles in his job as a pediatric surgeon, and Alexa heads home to Berkeley, where she's the mayor's chief of staff. Too bad they can't stop thinking about the other. They're just two high-powered professionals on a collision course toward the long-distance dating disaster of the century, or closing the gap between what they think they need and what they truly want. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two high power professionals. Okay. <laughs> are we, so, are we going to start off with our so our overall reception to the book? Can yes. I start? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. I'll start. So, I read the book last year or earlier this year, and. I thought it was because I'm new to romance. Uh, let me start that now. I'm a big mystery, crime fiction, mm-hmm. thriller um, reader. So I'm really new to romance. So when I first read it, I was like, oh, kind of like Molly's reaction. This is cute. Oh, God, what a cute little, you know, book. It had, you know, the feels and everything. So when um, you ladies asked Chess to join in because you saw that. I liked the book because I believe mm-hmm. I gave it a four star rating mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll read it again because it's been a while, you know, in between books. So the second time I read the book, my whole point of view changed. And maybe because I've read more romance books in between and I kind of saw, you know, some things that were a little disconnect, um, that I didn't like, that I, I totally overlooked the first time, that mm-hmm. kind of got in my craw. So, yeah, my rating went down mm-hmm. the second time I read oh, Really? It, it did. What was your original rating, and then what did it go to? It, it was a four, and it went down to a three. Okay. Yeah. Lost the star. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I could have did a little more, but I said I, I, it, it just was a three. Um 
Yeah, it was a three, if okay. not a two point five, but it it was a three. Okay. So no, that's down. an interesting. That's an interesting position, and I definitely want to compare it more to, um, you know, everyone else's opinion. But then, like mm-hmm. in the context of their history or their um, involvement with romance as a genre, too, I think that that's a good point to bring up. Okay. Yeah. So, Alicia, yeah. you are you're a yeah. pro, or no. pro wedding. Or no. pro wedding. Well, I mean pro as in you are for the wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have like a specific genre that I read. I like reading a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've read other romance-ish kind of books. Mm-hmm. So I just finished this um, yesterday. <laughs> and I gave it, well, I want Goodreads to have half stars because I would give it a 3.5. Same. So, uh, for so if you look on Goodreads, it says four, but I gave it. Technically, it should be three point five. So, <laughs> um, but I thought it was okay, and it wasn't like oh, it's so amazing. And I felt like it's a hype book, and everybody's been hyping it up a lot. So I had very high expectations going in, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, so when I was reading it, I was like, so when's the hype coming you know like (laughs) what what's the thing that everybody's been talking about but and I kept waiting for that moment and I was like oh I personally would date him um (laughs) (laughs) find me a Dr. Drew I'm all about it um but I can't wait to ask you why but go ahead (laughs) Just because because he's good with kids and uh, he looks good and he makes a lot of money. I'm shallow, so I don't 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 need that. Those those are valid reasons. Yeah, Yeah. he was shallow, but I digress. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to marry him. He's just going to be like my book boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like Uh, my boyfriend on the side. He's not like a full time. You know? Okay. I like that in you, Alicia. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not committing to Doctor Drew. Okay, we've he, got commitment issues, right? But um, yeah, but he would be like a great guy to have weekend trips with, you know, that kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, so I gave it three and a half. It's it's okay, but I think because of all the hype, if I had no, like, if I didn't see it all over. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and Goodreads and everybody reading and talking about it, I think I would have had a different opinion because I kept waiting for this thing. Like, what is the thing that everybody's all excited about? Yeah. And so when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, well, it was just a regular story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that it she's talking about is the entire plot, but uh, we can do that too. I... Yeah. I gave it one star. When I first read it, I gave it one star. But I gave it, I guess it would have been one and a half. Because I thought like, oh, it, it was cute. It had some flaws. It's her first book. And I thought like it had its moments and it tried to do stuff. And then I read the proposal. And I think it sort of slapped, sort of like what Alicia said, like slapped the hype out of me. Like, oh, oh no, this book is, this book is not good. So then we said we were going to do this episode and I read it again and the positive things I thought I liked, I realized they're just too weighed down by all the negative stuff mm-hmm. that I don't oh. like. 
And I think for my own background, I read a lot of romance. And I think if you haven't hung out with me, you already know. I think Jasmine Guillory is sort of my literary nemesis because she keeps (laughs) 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 touchy subject. She keeps claiming things in the genre romance that she shouldn't be claiming. Like for some reason, and I like, I guess it's not her fault, but she keeps getting hyped as like this Rosa Parks of romance. Like multiple. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) So bitch media, that's their name. I hate that. But bitch media and book riot did these articles about how she's bringing diversity to romance. Like how, the wedding date and Jasmine Guillory is the one who is bringing like diverse and sex positivity to romance. Really? Yes. And you're reading it and you're like, she just came out in 2018. There have been, there are hundreds of black writers who've been writing diverse stories before she even showed up. And I get, it's not her fault that the, like she can't control how a reporter frames a piece. I get that, but I feel like her response to it should be, you know, I appreciate the compliment, but you know, I'm only here because of all the work people like Beverly Jenkins and Brenda yeah. Jackson have done. And she never does that. And it like, it irks me. Yeah. Mm. We talked about it a little bit. And I think there were two, I think it was the Nemesis episode and there was one other <laughs> where, we, where we talk about, um, I think specifically the book riot article. Take. Yeah. The take, because it was kind of like, kind of her conclusion was like, I've never seen this in um, books about Black women before. I've definitely never seen this in romance before. I don't see consent. I don't see, you know, um, racial diversity. I don't see any people who look like me. Mm. And it's kind of like, well, that might be your experience, but you have to, I think, admit that, or you have to put it in context. You have to say, I have not read a lot of romance because it's it's true that these things haven't ever existed in books before. Right. So I think like to, for, for someone like Danielle, who's, you know, getting the big grocery bags full of romance <laughs> because she was a kid. Um, from the neighbor, right? Or the neighbor, right. The neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> to hear that, it almost feels like, it's kind of like that um, thing where you come in and you say, well, you're pretty for a black girl. This is good mm. for a romance book. This is so much better than, you know, that kind of, it's disparaging. It's that kind of backhanded compliment. Yeah, like, yes, this is, what it is so much better than when the truth of the matter is that there have been all these women writing for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't say that Jasmine Gilroy wouldn't be here without their influence, but I don't think that the audience, you know, I don't think that the, uh, romance community would have been set up to so much embrace this book if they hadn't already like had these experiences, they hadn't already been brought into it, they hadn't already had you know a, an affinity mm-hmm. for romance because of the black authors who came before her. Yeah, and, and I think, so. This oh, is a quick question then. So, is the press about the authors, uh, author coming into the genre? like influencing your review of the book? I mean, I do want to disclose that. Like mm-hmm. it didn't make me love it. I read the book. I read the article and I was like, well, that's kind of a bad take. The first one, the bitch media one, I read it and I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. kind of not a great take. She also, I think the writer didn't know romance because she mentioned titles like 
how Stella got her groove back and mm-hmm. waiting to exhale. And it's like, those aren't romance titles. No, not at all. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just really, well, this person just doesn't know. And then I read it and I was like, eh, it's fine. And then I read the proposal and I hated it. And then that book riot piece came out. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I'm sure Jasmine Guillory is a perfectly lovely person. She seems like a perfectly lovely person, but in terms of books, she's like my literary <laughs> So it just right. doesn't make me inclined because I've read them and I'm like, well, they're not doing anything that unique or special or different. They're doing, she's doing, she does diverse leads and she does sex positivity mm-hmm. when she does it because that's what's expected. She's not doing it because she's breaking any boundaries is my, right. my argument is yet. It's in her books because that's what readers expect. They expect to see consent in books. They expect to see, you know, more diversity in books. So that's what she's doing because that's what readers want. I don't mm-hmm. think it's her like making new trends. No. Yeah. And I think with that book riot piece, if she had framed it, Jasmine Guillory is my favorite author because she does these things. That's different than saying Jasmine Guillory is redefining the genre because she does. Right. right. Yeah. She is yeah. not a forerunner. Like you said, mm-hmm. she should have gave respect to the people. Look, Beverly Jenkins. Right. Beverly. Who started this, you know, or even just acknowledge, just acknowledge, you know, that there are some other authors out here who have done this. Yeah. But she just happened to come in at the right time, you know, and, and that's the thing, too. A lot of time with authors, it's their timing. And who mm-hmm. knows who saw this book and all of a sudden she's put out in the forefront. So she's almost like the model Ooh. child for this. I don't know if she has, a, you, know, you know how sometimes like even with in Hollywood, if you have a certain look, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're put in the forefront mm-hmm. and now this is the look. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, what possibly happened with Jasmine that did put her in the forefront because it's, it's and I'm just going to be honest, it's definitely not the writing. <laughs> I have to say though, the, it's not her. The, the writing skills are it. It's God. It's not like fabulous. Ooh, it's, we'll it's, get there. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about saying, like how did yeah. you get there? How did you get to be this person who is changing? You know, diversity. Yeah, but I, know. Think, but I think also it's it's we're in the season, and I have to say. Right now, in Hollywood, in publishing world, being a black woman is like their golden ticket. They're like, "Oh, we're not racist. Mm. We're not sexist. We have got a black woman, so yeah. they pull a black woman in, and it checks two boxes for them." Okay, you know yeah. what I mean. And then yep. so then, if the if she's an author and she's writing about diversity, on top of that, yep. she's checked a third box for them. So, you know what I mean? Like this whole, and we're in the season of uh, that people and major companies and corporations are striving to add diversity. So they'll grab black women because you check two boxes. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like publishing companies are doing this definitely happening in Hollywood. Like you see like all these shows that are popping up on Netflix and they have a the strong female lead is it the new, new like catchphrase. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So they're doing it in publishing too. Yeah. So. Well, I do want to say um, before we get into our little debate, um, yes. Kind of to your question, you know, what was it about this book? Also, um, so in my overall reaction, um, so I 
was getting married last summer. And I think probably last spring, I was kind of looking for just like a fun, easy read. Like when we were like Mm -hmm. all in the middle of it. And literally I saw this book, I saw the cover and I thought, that looks cute. (laughs) And I had no idea it was romance. This was before like Daniel started me on this romance path. I had no idea what it was about. I had seen maybe a little bit of it. I picked it up. I started reading it. I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of hard to get through. And then um, I think maybe a few weeks after that, I saw that tweet from, what is that actress, Danielle? Because she put it on her list. Um, Not Reese Witherspoon. Was it? She put one of her books on the list. And I think it was Reese Mm -hmm. Witherspoon. She's the one on uh, that blonde girl, right? Yeah, and it was either this or the proposal yeah and it got I on remember, her book club yes and then it totally blew up and everyone right. was saying all these like great things about it I was like oh I had that book I should go back and read it and I tried to read it again and um I actually bought the hard copy and I hadn't touched it since then I actually forgot I got to page 41 <laughs> <laughs> and then I put it down and it was just like gathering dust So I think like from the perspective of someone who's like not at all, you know, kind of in the romance industry genre, I saw it. It didn't look like a romance to me. I was seeing all this hype about it and it had this cover that was, I thought, very cute. And that's why Mm -hmm. I got it. So I don't know. Cute cover. Yeah. Yeah. They did an amazing cover. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's shallow of me, but I just saw this book, Black Author. About a, you know, wedding, which sounded fun. And so I just picked mm-hmm. it up. And that might even be, you know, I'd be willing to bet that there are people out there like that who just saw it, started seeing the hype. Mm-hmm. And it was just that right time, right place, black lead, something we can push forward. And here it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's shallow to say you were attracted to the cover. They know covers sell books. That's why they put. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of work and development into designing the right. cover. Mm-hmm. So. I did want to, did we want to set up how our discussion was going to go this time? Yes. Like, we didn't want it to be uh, me. We we specifically did not want it to be me just shitting on a book. So we thought that we would break it down into um, uh, six different areas that we could kind of discuss as topics. So the first one being the overall reception. And then we would go around and kind of discuss and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we found challenging, make some jokes, have some laughs. <laughs> um, but if there is anything that you guys want to add to it, you know, feel free. It's kind of okay. a free flowing discussion. But, yeah. you know, we always strive to have some structure to our conversation. <laughs> I don't know if we're always successful. Otherwise, we'd be a mess, honestly. If you think we're a mess now, imagine us without the outlines, dear oh Lord. God. It's just all around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first topic that we want to dive into are the characters. So what were you guys' thoughts on Drew and Alexa? We know Classy got some, so I want to hear them. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Drew? <laughs> <laughs> Drew... Okay, as a doctor, I'm assuming he's he's smart as a doctor, but <laughs> he's a doctor. But as a man, I thought he was dumb as a box of rocks. Um, 
that's why I asked Alicia, like, why would you want to date him? Granted, he had money. He he was good with kids, but he was corny to me. Um, yeah. Very corny. And I mean, <laughs> corny can, yes. And and I know corny can be okay for some people, but you know, like in the elevator, um, he, he didn't have it. like an animal in the elevator. He's going through her purse, <laughs> just eating all her food. Yeah, like right. My was is that she didn't slap his hand what? because you don't go in a woman's purse. No, never. He would have got punched or slapped <laughs> in that elevator. You would have you would have had the champagne bottle inside your head. Yeah, a random white dude grabbing all up in my purse and then in your shoes. No, no, in a stranded no. elevator. We're boxing. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. We're in tight quarters and you're in my purse. No, mm-hmm. no, not happening. And, and I, I get it. It's romance, but I thought yeah. he was corny. Um, yeah. I thought he. Uh, you could, I could tell immediately that he was a liar about the dating, <laughs> you know, or he didn't have a date or, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the Molly situation, something in me just was like, no, something's wrong here. He, he's a, a, a liar and, and he's a player. And I oh, think, yeah, story, I think she kind of downplayed his player ways, you know, cause he was a nice player. He gave people flowers after he broke up with them <laughs> after, uh, you know, he just didn't text him and just, you know, bye. He, you know, he was sweet about it. And it was probably only because he had to work with these ladies, you know, I, so, yeah, and I, I feel like it was like a Grey's Anatomy kind of doctor thing, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't care that much for, I, I thought he was corny. Can I push oh, against, go ahead. I was just going to say, ahead. can I push against the idea that he's some kind of charming player because that was a thing that annoyed me about Drew specifically is he's constantly, all the characters talk about him. Like he's this, this player, this ladies man, Mm. he's got all the women. First of all, you can't find literally any other date for this wedding. He's like, well, I asked three women and they all said they were busy. So I'm out of, I'm out of (laughs) options. Wonder why. And then when he's asking Alexa, and when they're like texting the details back and forth, he is on the verge of like pissing his pants. He's so, Nervous, so nervous about it and I'm like why are you like this should be for both of them this should just be a whim he's like he should be like hey elevator girl you are fun I ate your cheese let me pay you back with a free <laughs> meal I know this is weird but I got this plus one from a wedding come get some free food some free alcohol you might have fun and she on the other hand should be like well that's like not a bad way to waste a Saturday afternoon I don't I'm not against free food and free alcohol sure it should just be a whim but he's so like, oh, what if she what if she says she's not gonna do it? There's like multiple times when they're like texting and he's like, she's gonna say she can't make it. She's gonna say she thought about it and changed her mind. I'm like, Well, you relax. Like, yeah, you're right. to be this Don Juan. Calm down. Right. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. What did Drew look like? <laughs> oh, in your head, in my head. In the book. Objectively. What is he Oh, in the book, you know like? what? I can't remember his description. Oh. He's he, hot. They say that multiple he's times. Hot. They don't, yeah. He has abs. He has a great stomach. Um, <laughs> How tall he, is he? What color is his hair? I was gonna say I don't think tall. I can remember his hair, his eye color, or his height. That's so he is strong, though. He's strong. He's got hair that like you. She can like put her hands through. So it's like kind of longish. <laughs> and I know he's strong um, because he lifts her up and tosses her on the bed several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and has brown eyes and abs. Those are the okay. only 
And again, I know someone on Twitter will correct us if I'm wrong, but I, we were yesterday, right, Danielle? Yeah. We were word search for penis or dick. (laughs) We were trying to find something to describe this man. Nothing. Nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all, you guys, hold on. Can I go back? Yes. (laughs) You guys did a control F for penis and dick? Yes. (laughs) We are. We are nothing (laughs) if not thorough. On the <laughs> we like to have the facts. We like to have the facts before we make a statement. <laughs> You're like, this is romance. Come on now. Let's go. And I mean, if they're having all this sex, I would notice. I would but notice what his like, dick looks like. This is more like clean romance. This is not like hardcore romance at all. True. Well, I mean, it's weird because like sometimes like he fingers her at one point and she describes yeah. it. But then like other times she goes down on him and it's just like coyly mentioned like she's like yeah like she went down and like we only know what happened because she'll say she climbed back up the bed i'm like yeah. was she chewing on his ankle what was she doing down there like why can you say, <laughs> <laughs> why can you say this like she, he's fingering her here but you can't say what's going on here it's like weird like pick a side yeah that was so we're like, getting we're jumping ahead to we're jumping stuff, ahead but, but it's like okay. i i think it's a i think it's kind of illustrative of her writing that she'll say something but it's not very descriptive so yeah. all the time she's talking about food and we can i want to talk about oh, this more later yeah. <laughs> she never uses words like it was sweet it was salty it was t-. like she doesn't use descriptive words of the food she says i had a pink donut she doesn't say anything like i had the donut with sprinkles she said i had a donut it was sugary it was you know uh fluffy it was nice it smelled good and the same thing about how she writes about the main characters we know Drew has abs. We know she he has shoulders that she touches. He has hair that she could put her fingers in. We know um, Alexa is black and she has big boobs. And I am not short. talking to Real you. boobs. Real not boobs. Fake. I feel like she's got a tummy too. She's got a tummy because she's always talking about um, her body, like overall, not just yeah. food. And she's yeah. hippie. She, I mean, she's a yeah. she's not a plus, but she's a curvy black woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that I did get. Yeah, I want to sort of going on. I can tie all this together: the lack of description and my problems with Alexa. So when Alexa spends the first three chapters just shopping for an outfit for this wedding, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like it pissed me off because it goes sort of what Classy was saying about how. Drew is dumb as a box of rocks. I think Alexa's kind of dumb too because she's supposed to be this smart, high power professional. She's the mayor's chief of staff. And like, and yet she's sitting here stressing out over what to wear to what is basically just an after five reception. Right, right. Like, sweetheart, just get yourself a black dress and call it a day and calm down right. about it. Yeah, she instead has to get her friend, the stylist, to go shopping with her. And then after all that, after all these chapters, we'll hear the dress and it's just described as a red dress that shows her cleavage. Right. Yep. Like, so I just picture a basic red fit and flare. So I'm like, we did all this, <laughs> this fretting, all this fretting for you to pick like a red, like old Navy dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has the pink one, which doesn't even get described. So at first I thought that was an error that like, they just got the color wrong. No, she bought two dresses, but only one of them is vaguely described. <laughs> what? Wait, what? she How bought two? Yeah. Did I miss that? She had a she had a dress for the rehearsal dinner and then a dress for the reception after the wedding. Right. Because somebody mm-hmm. mentioned that they were 
wish they could pull off that color or something like she. Right? Yeah, oh, I completely yeah. forgot about the second dress. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's because it's not described. Yeah, wow. it's like how does she do her hair? Like, like what is her makeup? Mm-hmm. Like, what you know? Like, I feel like these are details in a romance that I would want to know because that's kind of the fun of reading about it, reading about this fancy wedding, reading about this like cool party and all these things that they're doing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm sitting here pregnant, you know, <laughs> hot. I can't go out. I want to live vicariously through these characters. Right. But because I know so little about them um, and because they have all of this, uh, they keep second guessing themselves and they can't get out of their own heads. It, it feels like being with characters that I don't really want to spend a lot of time with. <laughs> They're very stressful. They're very stressful. Yeah. They're stressing yeah. out. Yeah, the anxiety levels of both of them were too much sometimes. The one thing I didn't like about Alexa that was all this self-deprecating she was doing Mm -hmm. about, like, clearly, you know, this dude is all about you. You know, he's all, you know. And then she would just go into this, like, in her head of, like, self-deprecating about, oh, the way I look or what I'm doing. And you're like, he's into you just go with it like what is all of this like i don't know it's just like she's just like self-sabotaging i know they do that a lot in romance to like add climax to like give them a little something to be um to challenge themselves or to push beyond their doubts but this was becoming annoying to me mm-hmm. like yeah. it was clear like he's into you just go with it but you know you i'm gonna I'm going to disagree. Can I disagree with you here (laughs) with Alexa? Being a curvy woman myself, granted, I've been married for over 30 years, but if you haven't dated in a while, I'm assuming you would have some kind of doubt, especially with your body. And, and I felt like Jasmine did this because she's a curvy black woman, even though the guy, at first, I don't think she thought Drew was into her. It was just a, we're in the elevator. I need a date. And she liked him, but she wasn't quite sure about him liking right. her. And in interracial relationships, you know, the, the thing in our, you know, your head is mm-hmm. white men probably like thin blonde women. I'm just, like you say, that plus yeah. one. And she even kind of mentioned and tried to compare herself. Oh, you know, here's these skinny white women in the little dresses and this and that. So I I've, I felt like that part of the book was mm-hmm. pretty on point and real from my point of view. And I think I when we read the yeah. books, we read it from our, our life or our mm-hmm. situation. So I felt like that was a real moment for her, you know, constantly <laughs> doubting herself. She just met this guy. Yeah. I don't want him to see my stomach. And I know... And, and I mean, there were some other parts where she wasn't real, mm-hmm. but I felt like that part of Alexa was was a real but moment for me. As as a um, curvy single woman that dates, like after a while, when you oh, yes, do you have those initial like mm, you have these self conscious moments in the beginning, but when it's clear after you've been with the dude, like you have like gotten on a plane to spend the weekend with him and yeah. he did the same after a while 
those little voices in your head need to disappear. You know, like you, you've got other things to worry about, like your job and like, you know, paying bills and like, so constantly, like constantly going on and on in the book about the same issue about your body. I was just like, girl, let it alone. Like move on. Can I have that issue though? Women have, and I'm just going to say this now because I go to weight, I'm in Weight Watchers. I go every week Mm -hmm. and every week we have the same, you know, you still have the same issues as someone, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I, you know, I have um, body issues or, so it it is, it is something constant for some people. Yeah. And I mean, and I think that was like I was saying, it's real, even though you can do it, Alicia, where you can say, get get over it. Not everybody has the same confidence. Can I jump in with something? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I didn't mind the body issues as much as those, I would call them insecurity spirals. I have a quote where they would both do this, where they would come Mm -hmm. up with some hypothetical where everything went wrong. And it's Mm -hmm. like based out of nothing. Like here's Mm -hmm. a quote at like the 16%. So it's like, I guess it was just after a conversation. So she goes, was he bored by her? Was her sarcasm too much? Was he going to say he'd rather have a fake breakup tonight and not have her as his date for the wedding tomorrow so he could enjoy the buffet of Mm -hmm. bridesmaids with the maid of honor as the main course? Mm -hmm. I had a great time hanging out with you, Alexa, he'd say, but I'm going to let you off the hook for tomorrow night. You don't mind, do you? And of course she would have to say no. She didn't mind. And they both did that. Like Mm -hmm. they would both take some little thing the other one did and go off on these crazy hypotheticals. And it's like, where is this coming from? You're both supposed to be these confident professionals. This is just a dinner date. That you right. both acknowledge. Right. <laughs> just, right. Just, right. Just go and enjoy the meal. Like, I didn't, like, I could see the body stuff with the sex stuff later. That didn't bother me. It was them overanalyzing literally everything. Like, right. oh, did she use an exclamation point or a period? <gasps> right. That got so exhausting. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah. I think it just all snowballs. So it's like yeah. the body image issues, the racial issues. They are interesting, but it gets wrapped up with all this other bullshit that just doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, my God, at the end, when they walk on the elevator and there's like a whole florist shop in there and she turns <laughs> to him and she says, is this a mistake? And it's like, yeah. girl, he he's proposing to you. They have so much insecurity about everything. Yeah. So I think that there are really good points in here that black women curvy black women, you know, all kinds of women deal with, but it gets, it gets overshadowed by all of this other bullshit that just makes no sense that it kind of makes you feel like it made me feel kind of exhausted. Yeah. It was really tiring Mm -hmm. because they would both just go off. Oh, the allergy thing. This broke me when she tries to feed him the piece of the almond encrusted chicken yes. and he backs away and then he ends up apologizing for how it reacted it's like why is he apologizing that could he has a deadly food allergy to nuts and she was yes. just going to shove a piece of chicken in his face like it's so it's so yeah. weird like that I'm yeah like, it just it gets over I think the good points I think maybe that's like an overall thing the good things about this book are being overshadowed by I think some of the issues that I had with it. Yeah. But I do want to hear like, cause Alicia, you liked it. So mm-hmm. were, what things mm-hmm. did you like? I do want to hear that. I don't want to. <laughs> constantly oh. Be- well, yeah. So well, oh, why would you date Drew? Yeah. Let's oh, the- <laughs> because, well, not all guys. I mean, well, not all dates. Let me just say dating. 
not for me at this time in my life is not for the end goal of a husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> sometimes you just want to go hang out with somebody, go to the movies with somebody, go to dinner yeah. with somebody, that person. You don't want to, that's not like marriage material, right? Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Drew is that, that perfect dating guy, but not marriage guy. I would not. He was always bringing her donuts. Right. Like he, uh, and tacos. He knows, <laughs> he knows coffee. He knows um, when to, like he's got a life. So he doesn't have to be all up under you all the time because he's got to go to work. You know, see. <laughs> see, I like your romance story you're writing here, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, like as an adult, there's a difference when you're not dating for an end goal of a husband. Then dating is different. Yeah, just like, that's like your hangout gotcha. buddy or your, and he's perfect because he like gets on planes. He doesn't have issues with like jumping on a plane or changing his flight at the last minute. You know what I mean? He's spontaneous like that. He's a good dater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd I date him. If, if the book took that sort of air of like, we're just having fun and then had them like, oh, this is something serious. What do we do? I wouldn't have been so frustrated. But everything. Yeah. The wedding from jump, they treat it like it's it's a courtship. Like everybody has to impress everybody. And it's like, hey, exactly. Yeah. Molly, that is, ex- I mean, Danny, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt. That's it, because it, it seemed like if if this is just an accidental, we're on an elevator and you, I got invited to a wedding, why all of a sudden, like you were saying, why all the anxiety if she may not, she may say no or she may, granted, everyone thought you were bringing a date, but if she doesn't go, she doesn't go. Yeah, and, and it's just mildly she, embarrassing. At right, work. and her and picking this big old, this dress, <laughs> and it's just like, pick some out the closet and go. It's, mm-hmm. it's one night. And then at the, you know, even if she just picked a simple dress and at the wedding, they fell in love and things changed, it would have been different. But I mean, it was just full, full blown. Oh my mm-hmm. God. He likes me. Does she like me? And I'm like, oh, you guys just yeah, met an elevator. Much. You just met. <laughs> you're too much on it. Just yeah. go to the thing. Thanks so much. Thanks for the free meal. Stay out my purse. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. Right. Oh my gosh. Can I tell y'all the character moment that broke me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Molly already knows. It broke me. Um, so we decided Alexa's not very smart. Like she they write her to be smart, but she's not the smartest. Like there's that moment no. at the wedding where she sees the girl in white. She's like, Oh, that's the bride. I know that because she's wearing white. And I'm like, Yes, Alexa. Yeah. Oh my god. Good job. Oh right. gosh. <laughs> But the uh, moment that broke me is they start this thing where she meets him and she doesn't wear underwear. Oh. <laughs> She's flying out to see him in L.A. and she uh-huh. takes her underwear off before the flight. So she is sitting on this commercial yeah. plane with her <laughs> exactly her crotch and her fl- and her ass are just flipping and flopping out on this commercial plane. <laughs> he hasn't even picked you up yet. You can wear your underwear. Go to the airport, confirm he's going to pick you up, then take and your take underpants off. off. Why are you taking them off before you even get to the airport? I mean, yeah. shit, like, take a sh- go go to his house, take a shower. Oh, you know what? I You got to go through all those security scans. Yeah. Oh, they're scanning you? I forgot. Oh, you could be on the jetway and this rogue mm. breeze could just fly up? Like, what are you It's all out in the wind. 
But like when you get off the plane, I know LAX, when you get off the plane, you got a long walk to baggage. You know how many bathrooms there are you could stop off (laughs) and like take your clean off there and then go get to go to baggage claim. That's a long walk. It is a long walk. And LAX is big and nasty. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the moment where I think I shut down. Like I t- it was tweeting Molly, and she had to like verbally encourage me. <laughs> finish, finished. <laughs> she was like, "You can do it," and that was really <laughs> really the underwear got you. That's the part that yeah, it was because it was just sort of another example on like one how unrealistic this book is. I'm not sitting on a com- like everybody's ass you don't know what's been on that seat and you're just gonna sit on a with it just yeah. was unrealistic and it just showed how dumb she kind of was it's like why are you taking your underwear off now like i get you want to be sexy but just like he's not gonna it's like i don't know how long a flight is from san francisco to la but it's got to be like what at least an hour uh, yeah 45 yeah. minutes an hour yeah, yeah. like what's I don't know. It was just another example of her being dumb, of no one in this book acting like a real person. It kept pulling me mm-hmm. out. Like these these unrealistic actions and the bad dialogue kept pulling me out from like the quote unquote fantasy of this book. <laughs> so like I couldn't enjoy it because every time I turned around, somebody was doing something stupid. That's fair. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, the, and it was just, that's the one that broke me because first of all, planes are disgusting to begin with. I don't, you don't want to hear me talk about planes. They're filthy. Yeah. He's just yeah. running around without without underpants i'm like okay good job let us move now to our next point the plot and i know that um danielle you had some thoughts about this but i want to start with our guests and see what you guys thought about the the actual plot of this but the plot and the conflict I'm trying to remember the conflict. Like, like Elise, you were saying, you're just waiting for Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So I think, well, the conflict was, let me remember. But I feel like there were, this was like a story of little mini conflicts. There was like the conflict of the inappropriate guy at the wedding party. And then there was, you know, like these little tiny, like little things. And there was no like big conflict there was yeah. not a thing that and yeah so it's yeah like, i was Drew was having like patient uh conflicts with patient got it he was having you know what i mean like all these little conflicts with his friends and then has issue her issue with her meeting his exes and then assuming all this other stuff based off of what they said and then she created this conflict but there was like real no no real like this is the conflict of the story. This is what the story is all these little situations are building up to. There was nothing. Yeah, it's like if I if I think back to grade school, like learning how to tell a story in conflict, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these classic types of conflict, like man versus nature, man versus man, man yeah. versus self. I think that this would fit into that man versus self because the only real if the goal of any romance is that happily ever after and they're happily ever after as they get mm-hmm. together, then the only thing, the literal, literal only thing keeping them apart is their own inability to act like adults. <laughs> the yeah. inability to have a conversation. To have a conversation. Liter- a real mm-hmm. adult. You listen to what I have to say and I will say everything on my mind and then you do it. Just everybody put your cards on the table and let's move on with our lives. 
Mm-hmm. Like, do you, I, I am really starting to like you. I really want to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Are you then, feeling the same? Yes. Well, the one friend even told her, why didn't you just tell him what you want? I can't remember yeah. her name. Mad, Mandy? Mad, uh, Ma- Maddie. 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 You know, when mm-hmm. she picked her up from the, the hotel after um, the party that they had gone to. And, you know, when everyone said, hey, I think everybody in that little group had dated him and mentioned how he broke up with them and he was nice about it. So she assumed, oh, he's about to do the same thing to me. And like you said, she no one ever just talked and, and said, Hey, I like you, or right. This is how I'm feeling. And granted, I think he was going to break up with her, mm-hmm. but nobody, no one said anything. Everyone kept these feelings to themselves. And they're what mid thirties. Yeah, they, they have be. to be because he's mid- a surgeon, uh-huh. right? A pediatric so, surgeon, right? So he has to be mid thirties, and no one. They weren't adults. So I think mm-hmm. out of every character, it's probably Maddie who had the most sense. Um, yeah. Her sister, we barely. Oh, I have thought about the sister. <laughs> yeah, Olivia, we barely heard anything about Olivia. And the, the funny thing about Olivia in the beginning, you know, Olivia called her a prude. Oh, you, you, you know, you didn't have have a quickie with with the guy Some in the graveyard. elevator. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, oh, no, I'm not a prude or whatever. But in the elevator, you were thinking. Right. Yeah. She's like, Ooh, brush I want to jump him. <laughs> I'm like, so what's the difference? Because your sister said it out loud and you didn't. But I, I the difference is she just don't like the sister. Yeah. So anything her sister was gonna say, she was gonna disagree with. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though she 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 has some some whole moments there in her thoughts. So <laughs> <laughs> Which is not there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just like, you know you were thinking the same thing. Like I can joke and be like, oh, get out of my purse. But in reality, I'd be like, oh, don't go in my purse. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? If I was in this situation, I'm being real honest with myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My thing with the plot is like there were so many threads that could have been developed into something like interesting, but they just sort of get dropped. Like Amy at the wedding. Like it could have been something where she she remains as sort of like this skeptical element. Like I feel like she could be like, I feel like you're BSing this whole thing. And then they maybe sort of are forced to go maybe on another date or mm-hmm. on some kind of like post-wedding brunch with the couple or something where they I have to the, pretend the, the sister, sister, right? They gave the key. Sister, yeah, which was okay. right after she scolded Drew for being all horny for Alexa. She's like, can't you even stand here and pretend to care about my sister? And then right in front of her sister's back, she's trying to hit on him. But that's a separate right. thing. But right. like that could have been a thing. The sister was probably... I mean, uh, 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 Alexa's sister was probably the most promising plot line. She's brought up in like the first 5%. She disappears, does not come back, is not mentioned yeah. at all until 70%. And then at the end, we sort of slam and jam on this whole thing with the um, proposal for the at-risk youth arts program. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, this was my sister's thing. Well, like, you've forgotten about her for most of the book. I forgot she even existed until just now. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't we develop that? And then the same thing with the committee. Like, there's so many things that had this just been paced a bit better, had we not spent whole chapters just eating tacos and just eating tacos. They could have set up the bigger points of these stronger plots. 
Yeah, no, they ate like that, all this. That's what the proposal was too, which is them going out to eat. Yeah, but again, no descriptions of the food. <laughs> no, it's just a lot of donuts, tacos, Cones, and coffee and beer, pizza. Okay, right. I just have to say, I live down the street from Randy's Donut, the big, huge, you know, landmark mm-hmm. donut in LA. I rarely go there. Rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Up until two days ago, I was craving donuts. And I was like, why? I'm just going to go get a donut. And I was like, what is this thing? Like, all of a sudden, I'm a little donut upset. And then I was like, oh, damn, this book. They keep talking about donuts all the time. I want tacos. Mm -hmm. I went and got, I had two donuts from the beginning to the end of this book. (laughs) Were they maple bacon donuts? Oh, no, I can't do that. I don't do baking. No. Um, no, I did a regular, because I was trying to be good. I just did a regular glaze. And then the other one. Oh, well, I can't talk about the other one. It was a mess. Um, <laughs> I just want to know. They have uh-huh. giant Texas donuts, and it's like an oversized donut. It was amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a donut cake. It was amazing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I just want to know. Because she's talking about L.A. Like, she's talking about, mm-hmm. so they're in Oakland, San Francisco, and L.A. And she's talking about all this stuff about these different areas. It could have been anywhere in the country for the amount, again, of detail yeah. that she puts into it. And then there's, at some point, like, they're driving around L.A. And he's like, oh, we're going to go get tacos or something. Mm-hmm. No, they're driving around San Francisco. They're going to get tacos. And she's like, well, this isn't like L.A. where you uh, get a valet to go to the taco stand. And I was like, what part of LA are you talking about? Right. And I was like, I thought about that too. I was like, where is this? <laughs> what? This is an LA that does not exist. Like, at least from my black ass experience, mm-hmm. I have not seen this, this type of LA that seemed to exist in her mind. I'm not from LA, but I did want to ask about, she goes on and on about Carlos's red BMW. And now he's some sports, like some LA asshole who drives sports car because he has a red bmw is that mm-hmm. a thing because i was like that seems like yeah. a really dated stereotype like that's something from the 80s <laughs> where like oh he's like some man with the sports car now the asshole car is like hummers and suvs right yeah or a tesla yeah <laughs> no he's no like, i feel like everybody's got a a, a eco-friendly car now that's the yeah. thing in la everybody's got like something you plug in she goes I have a okay I, I'm sorry I have another quote if I may because I'm like I was just so confused she goes she's like and the friend picking her up had a red BMW oh god he was gonna be one of those fancy car assholes wasn't he welcome to LA and I was like it's a he's a he's a doctor he's a doctor like and it's, it's a, a BMW. BMW is a nice car but it's not like it's not, not like Aston I would be Martin. Like, oh, exactly. Right. Oh, it's not a Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari. Just, yeah, it could have been a big old Lamborghini if it, if that, you know, that statement is like those rare exotic cars that you don't see around. Like, yeah. you know, but a BMW is like regular. Yeah. <laughs> he probably makes, I looked up the prices. He probably makes 100K plus. Mm-hmm. You can get a BMW for 40K. It's not that out of, it's, it's not, not that, out of the realm of possibilities right. and what mm-hmm. makes it is like she's judging she's like assumes he's going to be an asshole because he drives this red sports car like she makes that's a valid thing she's like oh i guess he's not as big as an asshole as i thought yeah she's constantly worried about being judged herself it was just that's weird fair. i'm like why are you so invested in his car 
I mean, if he pulled up in a charger, I would have been. I need to get judged then, too. <laughs> what is the doctor doing in a charger? <laughs> right? I would have been like, who is this guy? Yeah. But a, a BMW, I mean, I have a red car. It's not a BMW, but like, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I just, I didn't understand what she was trying to go for with that. If I were a doctor in LA where it was constantly 70, I would also have a red sports car. I just didn't, maybe not red, I'd get a black one, but like, I just didn't get, she was so hung up on it. It was really weird. Yeah. Sorry. Can we talk about some of the friends, Carlos, Maddie, um, mm-hmm. and some of the dropped threads there? Because I really felt like they kind of just existed to be sounding boards. There were props. There were props. Like, there's yeah. a yeah. point where, um, Alexa texts Maddie after one of the many perceived breakups. And she says, um, it's over with the elevator guy. I don't want to talk about it. And Maddie Maddie texts back, are you okay? And then she gets like really angry. At least the audio book. She's like, I said, I didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, why are you texting her then? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it just seems like she wanted to have another scene where they were kind of sitting around eating ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and talking about the relationship, but they didn't know how to get there. Wasn't it re- was it ice cream and wine? Ice cream or, and wine. That's right, because yeah. Maddie came over. Yeah, and I was I like, Ooh, that's a crazy her. pair. I don't know if I could put wine and ice cream together. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Is it stereotypical? <laughs> is it stereotypical of me to not believe that Theo would be that interested in the man she was seeing? Like at one scene, it's like he jumps up to close the door and he's like, Tell me all the details. I'm like, are we, yeah. I don't know. Is that weird? Is that sexist to me? I just feel like but I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. This is me. And this sounds. This will sound completely uh, crazy, but <laughs> I for some reason was like that. He's gay. Without, and he's, he's not <laughs> right. I thought he was, I thought he was too. too, but he's not. He had a girlfriend. Yeah. He, yeah. He and Daddy get together in the third book. That's their. That's what the books. The third book's about. It's the two of them. Him and who? Him, Theo and Maddie. And they apparently hate hate each each other. other. Like, they apparently hate each other and, like, they get together after being in the wedding party for Drew and Alexa. Oh. Oh. But, I mean, in the book, he did come off as a gay man. Yeah. But. Totally. And I was like, that's why he, I don't know, that's why he was, it justified all his actions and what he was doing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I've been really talking. <laughs> well, we kind of talked about this, um, Danielle and I, yesterday when we were debriefing. And it kind of seems like Theo existed in this book. And uh, so that there could be a scene where, um, I keep forgetting his name, Drew, Drew. <laughs> where Drew walks by and he sees a black man's arm around Alexa because yeah. that's the way he describes it. Like, who is this black dude with you, Alexa? And that, yeah. like, blew my mind to read in, like, a book written by a black author. Like, oh, she's here with this black man. Like, what the hell? And he gets, like, really, like, weirdly possessive, possessive yeah. out of nowhere. Like, it's like, you don't know this girl. She didn't know you were here. She's yeah. with her coworkers and her friends. They and had then it's like broken up by that point. Technically right. broken up, and you're really and to call out specifically a black guy's arm is around her yeah. shoulders. Where and I was why like, do you what care, Mister? Yeah, why do you care, Mister? Uh, got 
go to parties and all the women there have dated you at one time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, can I piggyback off what Molly said about the writing and her saying a black guy's arm is around um, Alexa? At one point when I was reading for the second time, some of the the things she or how she stated some things about black women or black people. At one point I was like, is this a black author? Because some mm-hmm. of it was kind of harsh or like not real, you know, the the colorism about, oh, I know I'm Beyonce's color. I'm like, girl, right? What is that? Who? Oh, the coffee thing. You know, right. The coffee thing, the sausage thing with the, you know, and I mean, and the sausage thing wasn't really the color, but the coffee. But there were some, some things that she mentioned, you know, the real boobs and Mm -hmm. the hair and it was some other comments. And I'm like, is she... And I knew she was a black author, but some of the things she made, she stated, made me question mm-hmm. her as a black writer. Um, for you to do, if you're going to be a black writer and write about black people and experiences of black people, I thought it was not complimentary. It, it didn't, it, except for her, uh, the weight issues, but some of the other things I thought really came off wrong for black people. Mm-hmm. No, I want y'all. So I wanted to bring it back to what you were saying. I want you all to explain this thing to me. They're doing the coffee thing where they're taking their coffee. She drinks hers black. He drinks his with like a lot of cream and sugar. And like she sort of says that as a moment where she's like, I think I'm too black for you. Ha ha. And so Alexa makes this line and I don't think it means anything. I just want someone to explain it to me because I don't understand what it means. She says, Mm -hmm. because she drinks her coffee black. She says, I would make a I like my coffee the way I like my men joke, but it would either be inaccurate or just really dirty. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get the really That's dirty. Not that dirty. I no. don't get it. Do I not I get, get it? The, I don't get I it at it all. Just, I think it was more like a comment. To, like, it didn't have any, like. Weight to it. Yeah. It was just I like, oh, it didn't off comment. Okay. One time my mom said she makes her coffee like she made her children. <laughs> what? So. And finish that, please. <laughs> you don't have to ask her about that. Oh my god! So my perception of what's dirty might be skewed. Right, I, I didn't get the dirty part. I, I don't like. I was either. waiting for I her. Get the to... Inaccurate because he's a white guy, but I don't right. get the dirty. I'm like, well, what's what's the dirty part? Like, I was really. Confused. It's like y'all yeah. are sleeping together, right? Like you can't you can't talk about sex. You can't make a sex joke. Is it a flying. sex joke? Like, I honestly don't get it. If it's a sex joke, you got to explain it to me. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't sure I about like the dirty cool. coffee. I coffee dirty wait no what was it i like my coffee she says i would make a i like my coffee the way i like my men joke but it would be either inaccurate or just really dirty i get the inaccurate part because he's white i don't get the or i think she's just just saying because she likes men i think that's the only thing and she's like that's i'm so bad (laughs) (laughs) like i really don't think there's anything beyond it than that to say like ooh. Yeah. I could be overanalyzing it, but it just felt like it was supposed to be something. The just really, I got the first part. Inaccurate, mm-hmm. I got it. Just really dirty. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I was stuck. I want to go back to Cassandra's part about not feeling like this was always a Black author. And, um, you know, I appreciate you bringing up some of the like more questionable things that she said, because I definitely at some point say it was like, oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like, you know, at like a less upsetting degree, 
but um, like uh, uh, Alexa doesn't always read like a black character to me. Like there are mm-hmm. certain things that you know I like seeing or I relate to when I read a black character, and I just kept thinking mm-hmm. she's flying up there all the time. Is she wrapping her hair? What like, was her hair even like? How did she yeah. style it? Is she it bringing her own? Like a joke about he's got no lotion. Like there could have been markers in this to show that she was a black character, but it really didn't feel like she was. Like it seemed to be unimportant, but like also so important to her. Right. Yeah. Right. It was just, it was like little sly moments. And it's like, if this is supposed to be a diverse book, they didn't bring in you know, those, the conflict, like we were Mm -hmm. saying, you know, the conflict, there's going to be some kind of conflict here Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. interracial relationship. And I did not see her as a black woman besides the curly hair and, Mm -hmm. you know, a few other things. But there was a a point in the story where they got in the shower together and she said, oh, good thing I brought my blow dryer. And I was like, but that still didn't. Yeah. If you are not, is that point that make no the sense. only point they talked about her hair? And she said, oh, we're going to, like, they were getting in the shower together. And she said, oh, I'm glad I brought, brought my blow dryer. And I was like, well, what you going to do with the blow dryer? Oh, no, I'm going to get a like, shower I- cap. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, and then, and then Carlos <laughs> talking about the description of her when Carlos had to pick her up. She was short, black, and... And big boobs. And real boobs. That's all they right. say. That and then yeah. when um, Olivia showed up at the proposal, he said he sat either next to or behind a woman with big curly hair, you yeah. know, that she, he couldn't see. So those were just, it was, yeah, it just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I mean, it, you can't have big hair, but it, it, I think, like you were saying, there were some other things she could have added to compliment or to let us know, hey, this is a black woman with, you know, beautiful curly hair or, or just something else. But You know what it could be? It could be. It probably was in there at one time, and they took it out to be more uh, palatable. Nondescript. For other, yeah. For it could other. have been. It could have been. <laughs> I wondered that, like, how much of other audiences, so it won't be just a black book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think back to when we read um, Chance at Love. Yeah. And the very first thing the protagonist does in that book when she moves out to the middle of Kansas is tries to go and buy some lotion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, if I'm going to be here. That I need my lotion. And it's like, there could have been more of that to make this feel like, I'm reading a character who is like me, but yeah, instead, right. like, I don't want to go so far as to say like, this could have been a white character, but it's not that far off. Like remove a couple more things. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was very nondescript. Yeah, yeah, very nondescript. She went to bed with him all the time and she didn't have a silk pillowcase. Thank you. She, didn't she have her never hair. wrapped her hair. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be with your man, with your fine man, going out and having fun. Of course, I'm going to bring my pillowcase. <laughs> right? Or, or still I'm going to have a bonnet something. on. <laughs> so I can look fresh in the morning when we get up. Right. You're like, hold like, up, hold up, hold up. Let me get my bonnet. There was no comment. Like, she's 
like he walks in the bathroom and sees all her products right. all over his <laughs> bathroom. Like, you know, like his shower has all this like hair, like the big fat comb, and there was nothing. Nothing. There was um so this is every time we talk about this and every time I read any romance where we have this problem where the characters don't feel black, I think of this scene from Alyssa Cole wrote a novella called Can't Escape Love. Yes. And one of the characters, she um they meet online and so they're gonna video chat for the first time and she's lying in bed and she has a moment, she's like do I let him see me with my bonnet on or yes. do I risk bad hair and look cute from this video? And she goes back and forth. And ultimately like the funny thing is like right before he picks up, she snatches her bonnet off and she's like, I'm just going to have to have bad hair tomorrow. And like, the more I think about it, I'm like, that's such a good moment because it just shows like, that's the stuff you think about. Yep. And it was that's like, real life. I love real that, life. that part. Cause I was yeah. thinking it, I've I've done that before. I'm walking around my bonnet and then somebody, you know, FaceTime. Well, I don't have FaceTime, but you know, like a video that I have to do for the kids and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. This is not the Bonnet Chronicles. Let me take it off. (laughs) (laughs) We all four right now are on this video chat and none of us have our video. Because it's early. Exactly. Exactly. It is just and like, yeah, and I think about that and like, how is a problem? You're right. I never thought about the hair. The one time I thought about her hair is when they describe she's like underneath him during one of the vague sex scenes and he describes like her hair sprawled out around her. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even know how it's styled. I assume she had braids for some reason. And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess I will admit I didn't read too closely sometimes. So I just no, thought she had I braids the whole time because <laughs> she I didn't pay any attention to it. curly hair up until the point she said something about a blow dryer. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's a good so point. It's not curly. <laughs> <laughs> you're blow drying it, but you're not. Yeah. You're just blow drying it. You're not like braiding it or flattering. Yeah, I, I have yeah. Questions. You you got to do you got to do something after you blow dry, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just big and hot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuzzy. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the romance and the sex in this book. Uh, I would argue there was no romance. He just liked her boobs. <laughs> He goes on and on about her boobs. And okay. Yeah. He's a boob woman, and then they just, they're horny for each other. They're lustful. They have sex. And then I think Jasmine Guillory realized she needed a happy ending and she just <laughs> slammed them together. There was, a, there was a part when she's crying and having this um, like huge emotional crying fit in bed with him. And he, did, he responded sexually yes. to her. It annoyed me. Like I felt that in my heart. That I was like, <laughs> I can tell you the why? exact moment. Uh, yes, <laughs> I was like, why is he responding like this, and why is it okay, and it's, why is she going with it? Like yes. I would, if it was me, I would have been like, dude, don't you see? I got tears in my eyes. Leave my boobs alone for a minute. <laughs> Focus on me and my because I'm having a breakdown, and you just you're all about the boobs. Mm-hmm. I would. That would be the moment I got up. Sorry, I can't do this. Gotta go. Bye. I can quote it. It's the scene after. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's the scene after they, I think maybe you're talking about different. I think it's the one. It's the scene after they have sex for the first time. And um, he admits that he broke up with Molly and she feels really uncomfortable about it. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And so he has this internal monologue. He shouldn't ask. He really shouldn't. She thinks that's the only reason why he apologized and it wasn't, but he couldn't help himself. 
Does this mean there's a possibility for round four, he asked, and he reached for the sheet she'd used to cover herself up. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, she's sitting here upset because she just learned that yeah, she lied, lied about about a oh, she he also admits that Amy slipped her her room key. So he's just admitted that he slipped she got the room key from another woman and that he lied mm-hmm. about the basis of the breakup. And he's like, So are we doing that again? And it's like, what the fuck? Right. No, like, no, go to the end. Go to the end. Like towards the end when they are doing the breakup and like that when she's in bed crying about that whole breakup, that was oh, like, yeah, because she has, oh. she has like a real oh. breakdown. Like she's like, when yeah. he leave when she leaves the part, they leave the party and then she's like crying. She's really upset. And then like they have sex. Like once he gets back. Right. Is that right? Part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The makeup sex. Yeah, well, it wasn't makeup, but because it, was, it broke up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> broke the right. breakup set. Yeah, that I must have was so that one. emotionally like it caused me to like I had to stop. I was like, I'm gonna take a moment because I just I just don't understand like why would she's there crying? She's like <laughs> pouring her heart out to you, telling you how she's feeling and about the relationship and where it's going. And then, but you're just about the boobs. Yeah. Like, what? I feel like that was about to be a Me Too moment. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what happened twice. I caught the first one. And I think, I guess by that end, my brain had shut down. And I was just... Yeah, it's toward the the end. I think chapter 21. And it's like, he gets home um, and she's in bed. And then she's like really upset and then... That's when they have sex. Mm-hmm. Right? That part? Yeah. 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 Uh, Dixon, uh, I think she has Molly, I mean, Maddie pick her up. And yeah. And she talks about how uh, we broke up, but I won't tell her about the sex part because she thought it was too much. So, yeah, it was that. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. is. Oh, no, Alexa, please. Oh, no. Oh, no, Alexa. Oh, please, no, don't cry. He kissed her forehead and pulled her close to his chest, but she only cried harder. I can't do this, Drew. He could barely understand her through her sobs. This is too, it hurts too much. We can't do this anymore. No, he hoped that he'd heard her wrong, but he knew that wasn't the case. No, that's not. Please don't do this. Don't do this to me, to us, Alexa, please. I want this more than anything. You make me so happy. We make me so happy. She shook her head and sobbed harder. Um, Oh, Drew, you're so, please don't make this even. He bent down to kiss her face, cutting her off before she could finish talking. Ew. Mm-hmm. And then I that's what it's right over that. And then he starts touching her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a mess. This that right there was a mess. That right there caused a star to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I want to say for the amount that he is, because he's all about boobs. He's all oh, yes. about he's them. a boob man. He is a boob man. Yeah. He loves them. For the amount yeah. that he has been to boobs, I found it very strange when, like, they're having a sex scene and she's on top and he's, she's like, oh, no, what if he sees my boobs? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he'd probably like it. He'd probably be yeah. into it. Now, this, this is the moment where Alicia mentioned that she should get over it by now. Now, you know he's touching them all the time. You know yeah. he's into titties. You know if it. You them. If you're on top, make them babies bounce. You know it. <laughs> you know it. That's literally the only way he describes you, girl, by the Thank size of your you. chest. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, you gotta let it go. Get into it or just stop. Like right. And, and he paid attention to those, so you know that he's into those. You know if you don't know anything else, oh, and you're not having an underwear, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Leaving your drawers behind, mm-hmm. and apparently watching you eat. I feel like she did that on accident, and then she just decided to go with it. Like she seems a little dumb. Yeah, she probably just forgot <laughs> underwear one day and like played it. Like she just. Mm. Go ahead. I'm How sorry. do you forget your underwear? Come on. Wait. She does say something like she forgot to pack an extra pair, and that's why she you wasn't. You wash them in the sink. The first time she Hang went out on. without underwear, it wasn't on purpose. She just didn't bring a pair of underwear. Well, she didn't think she was going to stay overnight with him from the, right. at the yeah. end of the wedding. Yeah, so she didn't. Okay, so I, I just, just went home. The whole underwear thing, I'm a little, it's kind of weird because as a curvy girl, underwear, like, is a thing. You know, like, it's a thing that holds your tummy as you'd have a muffin top when you're wearing jeans. It's a thing that you, that's a part of making you look together. So going without makes you look all like you've got things, like everything's just hanging out. Oh, kind of like that, that shaper mint commercial? Yeah, your underwear matters. skirts <laughs> and dresses. So are you sitting like on the grass? Is she sitting in the grass in this park just like crotch out? Like, basically <laughs> i got a hay fever i can't be doing that <laughs> what, kind of, like, what kind of wildlife are you attracting <laughs> <laughs> no daddy no i go straight for the hygiene and i'm like i just can't like i get it you want to be sexy maybe at home or maybe when he picks you up yeah but like to get on yeah. the plane i still can't that's another thing that's another is this character black you really gotta sit on this airplane without no, no drawers on. And you know she's not in first class. She's probably in coach. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> about it, guys. Mm. I about it from close quarters. Hot. Mm. You know something was okay. <laughs> it was a last minute ticket, so she wasn't sitting up in the first like. She was in the middle, probably. She was in the middle, middle seat. Or, or the back. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, it broke me. That's the scene. Can I share another quote? It goes back to the boobs thing and how there's not really a lot of romance in this. Mm-hmm. So I kept wanting just for one moment, I'm a sap. I just wanted for one moment where Drew talked about something he liked about Alexa that was like a personality mm-hmm. or stuff that he enjoyed. She tries to do some like, like, you know, finger waving about it. But this is the quote that like got me that sort of summed up the romance of this book. So she's like out on the dance floor. I think she's laughing with Lauren after they don't catch the bouquet. And so Drew's looking at her and he goes, he wanted to know what had made her laugh like that and how he could duplicate it. Not only to see that glimpse of her boobs in that red bra, <laughs> dot, 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 but partly to see that. And I'm like, this is something that could have been sweet. It but could you have. had to take it back <laughs> yeah. to her boobs. We've heard enough about her boobs. You like them. I got that message loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> Every chapter, loud and clear. Yeah, I was just like, you had, like you had one little sweet romantic moment. But you're you right, like, though. His description, the romance was he he liked her laugh, and I think he did mention a couple of times the the when she smiled, she had that you know smile in her eyes. But there wasn't a lot of romance here. There wasn't anything mm-hmm. that just you know like nothing that made you want to root for them to be together. Yeah. I think that's how I would mm-hmm. describe with romance. You always, you know, it's like you want to root for them to be together. And there was nothing here that wanted me to really see them together. It was like, I don't care if they mm-hmm. do, they do. If they don't, you know, I wasn't invested. 
in their yeah. relationship. I thought they they should just break up. I didn't think they were good for each other. No. When she did that thing, she's like, are you, where she texts him on a Wednesday, she's like, are you sleeping with someone else? And he goes like, not at the moment. And she blows up over oh it. I'm like, God. yeah. She freaks out. Just break up. Y'all are, you're, thir- you're both in your thirties probably. You don't got time for this. No. Right. It's like this relationship makes them both so unhappy and so anxious. And yeah. it's kind of like, why, why keep doing this? <laughs> yeah. And, and it one time, like the communication was very childish at times. Yeah. So you're like, as an adult, when somebody's speaking, just give them an opportunity to finish what they're saying. Yeah. That's yeah. like common courtesy. And they kept cutting each other. She's like, no, Drew, you just don't understand. And then walk off. Yeah. And then you're like, well, just stand there, grown woman, and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene where, like, they're fighting and she's, like, expressing herself. And he says something like, well, I could could have called you a hateful workaholic bitch, but I did it. Oh, I was like, whoa, he has a temper. They both oh, go from deal. zero to 100 and like a flip. Right. A flip of a switch. Yes. It's wild. That scene right there, I would have been like, we're done. Right? I don't think, I don't think there was a comeback from there. For me, he couldn't come back. Thank I was like, you. no. It's like, you really want, you have just really been waiting to call me a bitch, haven't you? You've just been sitting on that because it came Mm -hmm. just right up to the surface. I don't know if I could be with someone who fundamentally, I thought, disrespected me like that. Yes. No. Yeah. And I I just wanted them to break up. I'm like, you all make me miserable. You make each other (laughs) miserable. Let's just end this. Like, we gave it a shot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good ride. We had good sex. Well, I guess. Did they? Yeah, I'm going to say it out loud. They had a lot of sex. I they had a lot of good. good. There wasn't like, so when I read sex scenes, like they should be central. Like, I don't like she, oh, they don't have woman. any foreplay. It's like at one point he, it's literally described how he like just throws her legs open and like jams himself in. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, zero foreplay, zero. I'm like, why can't it just be a little bit more central or passionate? I've read closed door books where you don't see the actual stuff happen, but like the kissing and the petting beforehand is like, there's like right. some sexuality there. This is just like slam, bam. <laughs> right, bang, 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 bang. That was it. <laughs> I, think, of, yeah. I think this brings us to uh, what we've kind of been talking about with the writing too. It's just, it's just not there. No. Like, it's just not there in the book on any level. Um, it doesn't feel sensual. It doesn't feel descriptive. It doesn't feel... Um, nothing was like titillating at all. Nothing was titillating. No. It just, it was kind of like, the number of times they describe him, like, rolling her under him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm. Or throwing her on various pieces of furniture. I know. That was kind of disappointing, throwing throwing her and rolling her. So, you know, they're just, gosh, yeah. He's he's a strong dude, though. Yeah. Well, and that was, it it almost makes you go back to she's a big girl. He's throwing her and, oh, God, I'm throwing her (laughs) over my shoulder. I threw her on the bed. I rolled her up under me. What? I'm going to stop rolling me and throwing me all around. Sexy. That's not romantic. But my motion head. sickness just reading it. Gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna count the number of times Cassandra just sighs in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> just the <sighs> gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, but you know, when you read it a second time, because 
Danny, you read it twice too, right? You yeah. Do, it's like you begin to see little things that the first time, well, you probably noticed it even more because you you read romance more than I do. So at first I did. I thought it was really cute. This, and then the second time it's like, he's rolling her and throwing her around <laughs> like she's a cave. It's like a caveman. Come yeah. on, girl, let's go. Ooh, it was really... Steps. It was really reading the proposal and seeing that a lot of the issues we have with this book are also present in that one. Like she doesn't really, she doesn't really change. And the plot is very similar. You have these two jerks. Carlos becomes a much bigger asshole in his own book. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a much bigger asshole because it's, I think it must just suffer the same thing. That's how she writes. And so you see the same problems. They just go out to eat all the time. Nick is kind of a dumb, like kind of a dumb asshole too. Alexa and Drew show up in that book and like Nick has this really big moment where she's like, she's on to Carla. She's like, you didn't tell me Alexa was black. And she dwells on it for so long. And it's like, okay, you see, she's black. Get over it. Like right. move past it. Also, she went viral. So I don't know how you missed it, but that's okay. Um, so it's just, <laughs> so the reread after reading the proposal, I saw like, oh, this is how she writes. Mm-hmm. And then I read it again. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is, this is a long, this is, this is the this is the characteristics of her writing. Yeah. Right? It doesn't it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Oh, just I, a little side note. Um, her name ever because I was doing the audio book, <laughs> <laughs> and every so I was I was doing it out loud in the house, you know. So every time her name came up in the book, my. Echo, my Alexa was like, yes, Alicia. <laughs> like, oh my God. Stop. <laughs> mine popped up a couple times in this conversation. Mine oh, yeah. Yeah, mine muted. It's just like, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's like, it's, it's, what did this come out? 2018? Yep. You knew. Like, you knew. You knew. Yeah. yeah. This book gaslights you. Okay. Yeah, that is. The proposal does the same. This one isn't as bad as it is the proposal, but I did find an example. So there are multiple times where like people say they'll describe something that happened and they'll describe it completely differently than how it happened. Like it happens so many times in the proposal. Like the key scene in the proposal where Carlos saves Nick. When we see it, all he does is like he shoves past some cameraman, grabs her, and walks her out when he everyone describes it later it like escalates that he punched a cameraman and like scooped her up and got her out of there like he so, took a sword exactly. and chopped down two people and then flew away on a vine like tarzan exactly and then i'm sitting there like thinking like is my reading comprehension like have i lost my reading comprehension skills did i miss this and then i go back and look and i'm like no so there's like a scene where he's like um it's about the laughing and he describes like how happy he's been and how he's laughed so much. And I like have this really long note to the book where I'm like, when did this happen book? When was, was when he was neurotically checking his text messages, when he was apologizing for having a, a deadly nut allergy, when he was getting in a fight with that dumb drunk racist, when were all these happy times? <laughs> because I miss them. Mm. It's just so, yeah, I guess the proposal is more gaslighty. But this one has its moments where, like, it's just, I guess it's hypocritical is maybe a better word. Where we're constantly told one thing and then shown Mm -hmm. another. Right. Like how smooth a ladies' man Drew is. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't see it. So, yeah, Yeah, that one. He's he's 
a ladies man. He's just a player. And you know what I mean? Like he's just like, okay, next relationship. All right, get serious, gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're gonna be able to get like go through that many women, you should be used to asking them out. (laughs) I mean, that's just that was my thing. I just I could not get over how neurotic he was about asking her out and how he overthought everything. I was just like, with your experience, you should should be like this isn't new. You've asked women out. Like if you're a player, you play women. Play you <laughs> right. What did we think of the the sandwich at a buffet line? Because I got over what it. Does real fast. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't bring a sandwich to a buffet, but then no. she was a sandwich. What is that? What did they? That was my line. The coffee had you. I don't understand what that meant. And no, but it's so not, you know times. you you don't bring you don't bring sand to the beach, kind right. of thing. right? And I think she used sandwich because she just talked about food all the time. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? More food? <sighs> yeah. Because at first I thought that was a dumb line. And then when, you know, she talked about all the food they were eating, I was like, oh. He just likes food. Oh. More food. Yeah. Oh, guess what? We're going to go have tacos. Okay, guess what? We're going to, <laughs> I brought you donuts. I just really like, wanted tacos by the time this was done. I want to tacos when we finish this episode. I did because she never. never The donut thing got me. Not the tacos. <laughs> She never, she never, like some people, you read their writing and they write about food. That shit makes me so hungry. I'm like, yes. I have to eat right now. I did, this just felt like a grocery list. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading Forbidden by Beverly Jenkins. That book is half food descriptions and it's delicious. Right. Because <laughs> she's a cook. So it's just her talking about like different food she makes. And I'm like, right? damn, I'm hungry. And again, being pregnant. Like, that was more important to me than the sex part. It's like, let me hear about some of this food. Some delicious food. Delicious, you know, take me there. Yeah. 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 But it just feels like we got more tacos. Well, what type? You might as well have been eating, you know, a crunchy Taco Bell taco for all I know. Yeah. Or it could have been sensual, you know? If if we're going to do the romance and you're going to add all this food, like, it could have been sensual. Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It wasn't. Donuts are not sensual. (laughs) Well, I I read Bet Me. They become a thing in that book. (laughs) Oh, they had sensual donuts in that book? They have, like, sex with donuts. (laughs) Wait, who? Ooh. Which book book is it? It's a book called Bet Me by Jennifer. I think it's pronounced Cruzy. They have sex with donuts or they have sex and donuts are around. They have like, he puts the donuts on her body and he like eats the donuts off her. And then. He, okay. Cause those yeah. are, that's, that's Jennifer Crazy. Yes. I think it's C R I S I E. It's called bet me. And okay. then Jennifer, if you Google, she's like, I'm looking it up right now. Exactly. Right now looking, I found it. Blue cover. Got it. <laughs> like even something as simple oh, see, as a I see Cherry's on the cover. (laughs) Yeah, her name is Cherry, I think. And there's a pair of shoes on the cover. Sorry, I didn't even cut you off, Molly. Shoes. Okay. Even something as simple as saying, like, you know, they're eating the donuts in bed. He sees that she has, like, sugar crystals, like, on her mouth or something. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, something that that ties it in. Like, something that shows that it's just not... It's just a long list of shit that happens. Right. Or, you know, even like the cream from the donut, because she liked shoulders a lot. She could have put cream on his shoulder and licked it off. But no. No. All we got was her eating a dry ass donut. (laughs) 
but it's got sprinkles on it. <laughs> oh, still dry. I felt like it was a dry donut because it felt like it was a dry donut. donut. Yeah, it's pink. The pink was sprinkles. That's her thing. <laughs> Is there a scene? Did I make this up where he pettily eats a pizza with pep- with pineapple on it because yes. he yes. wouldn't like it? Yep. Yes. At yeah. the end, he picked. He ate all the foods that she didn't like in hopes that she knew he was eating. How would he know? It's like, are you seven? <laughs> this mm. is the thing a child does. Corny, right? Corny, corny, corny. Yeah, yeah. He's probably um, book sense, but no common sense. No common sense. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And then it's like so, corny. so much of it seems so like generically male when she writes about him and uh, Carlos. It's like they had a beer. They sat down and had a beer. He ordered yeah. a beer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we get it. He likes boobs. He likes beer. He's a man. And they play basketball. <laughs> and they play the basketball. Right. right. Or or how about the moment he told her there was, well, and it, it was probably important. Is there going to be a black guy at the wedding or at the party? Oh, I didn't <laughs> like. And because they come from my basketball team. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like that Again, at all. She, I didn't feel like this was a black writer. Those this, kind of moments. This is why when it gets celebrated as like this diverse title, I'm like, but it, it, it doesn't handle the race really well at all. Like she tries, but it's like those little subtle microaggressions, the things that would really like be picked up by someone who is, you know, a reader or like a black reader. And it's like, it just sort right. of falls, it, it doesn't work for me. And it, sometimes it was offensive. I found the whole, Oh, FYI, BT dubs, there's going to be three player, three black dudes for my basketball team. It's like, why do you think, okay, I guess well, there's other rando black people there. Thanks. Cool. Right. But really she was like, Oh, thank you. I'm glad to know that. I'm like who does, does she even does she even talk but to him? Think, <laughs> no she didn't well the part that i didn't like was the fact that the the doctor associates with other doctors and other people you know what i mean like that association and his friends are well off but there's no black people in that circle yeah like, <laughs> the only black people come from the basketball league like yeah. it's weird again yeah, it's weird. is this a black author and you're going to tell me your editor whoever did did they take certain parts out? But still, even if you did, know. those little descriptions, as I can't remember who spoke, those are microaggressions. Somebody, yeah. she should have had somebody, you know, read this. A sensitivity I mean, writer. Yes. Because those things, that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some black guys from my team there. You'll feel more comfortable. <laughs> Thanks. Like I found some. We got the yeah. quota. We hit the quota. Right. <laughs> I feel like she tries really hard to make like this uh, social justice point with the mm-hmm. uh, the teen arts program. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of falls flat for me because it seems so it seems so like it, not elitist, but it seems like very like she's above it. And it, it's it's specifically the part where she they're talking about the name and they're like, oh, we have to have like a a bad acronym for the name. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, I work with a lot of nonprofits. I really believe very strongly in what they do. Like this is kind of like my outside realm, what I do for a living. And it's like, none of the people go in with this thought that they should be bad or that they should be shitty or they should be corny. It's like you as a character or you are as an author have this mindset about what these people do mm-hmm. and are bringing it to that. 
Like no one goes in and says, oh, I want to help kids succeed, but I have to be really corny and low quality and all this stuff because that's what I think a nonprofit is. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm going to act. Like mm-hmm. that, I don't know why. It's like a little thing, like just a tiny little detail where I was like, oh, wow, you really don't have a high opinion <laughs> of the work that she's actually doing. You're just kind of shoehorning it in there yeah. to make this out because you want to bring race into it to say, oh, the part about the sister uh, because she was helped and Drew makes a stupid comment. Yeah. And that's how you figured race in when you could have done it in a million other ways. Right. But you just decide to do it here. I don't know. I don't know if that's a complete thought, but. No, but I get what you're saying. Like she just didn't, mm-hmm. it seems like she doesn't know what someone in this position would even do for a job. Like not to bring it back to the research. Yeah. Not to bring it back to the dress thing, but like I use Molly, don't you, you all have, you have fancy cocktail things you have to do as part of your job, right? They do galas and things. That's part of nonprofits. She doesn't have some dress buried somewhere she can pull on. And like Carl, it's not as bad in this book, but like, Drew and Carlos are just violating HIPAA left and right, telling everybody's business, <laughs> inviting inviting Alexa no. to. If I was that parent, like my kid has just had surgery, I'm exhausted, I've been up all night, and the doctor comes in with like some random woman, I'm like, you gotta leave. I'm sorry, I, I'm not I'm not in an entertaining mood right now. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was like, who does that? Yeah, you know that's wrong. Yeah. But I guess she doesn't because she does. She didn't do the research. I'm like, why make him a doctor? That's so hard. And yeah. again, to be a lawyer, um, <laughs> Alexa's like logical and critical thinking skills <laughs> not there. They're just well, and, not there. And Jasmine, I believe, she's also a lawyer, oh, right? Yeah. It's like they didn't drill this shit into your head. Uh, uh, what is it? The Oh, I can't remember baby brain, but it's like some, another acronym. And it's like, if you're going to make an argument, do, 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 do. I dream about that still. And to think that Alexa couldn't fucking figure out that the uh, flowers on the elevator at the end were for her. <laughs> it's like, think logically, my girl. Think, why? Why are you so dumb? When Drew pulled the towel out of her tote bag and she's like, where did you get that towel? Get I was like, towel. you all both just left a hotel, sweetie. It's probably a big white towel. It, it, looks mean, white. it probably has a signature on it. <laughs> two and two together, sweetheart. It's not that hard. Like, did you not shower this morning and use a towel just like it? <laughs> and she's like staring at him like, hmm, I don't know where this towel came from. Like, like it's just, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's so dumb. Like everything. And she I don't know. Like she's so much better than everyone. Like with her yeah. sister. She's like so her smart. whole big secret is like, I was so mean to my sister after she got arrested. And it's like, okay. Yeah, and uh, she didn't even care. She yeah. was just like, all right, yeah. And I'm over it. I've been over it. And I'm she, an adult. <laughs> when she calls a sister to tell her that, uh, you know, oh, I was working on this plan. She's like, I know, because I saw yeah. it in the news. And I put two and two together that it would have been you. <laughs> so we know who the smart one is here, huh? <laughs> oh, I gosh. forgot about that moment. And she's oh, yeah. like amazed, oh, amazed that her sister figured that out. How did you know? I don't you know. Like, 
I don't know. Mm. I think Jasmine Guillory thinks we're dumb because it's the only reason you're writing these characters this way. <laughs> like the it was wedding. insulting. Yeah. Oh, not to go back to the proposal, but in the proposal, they um to basically pull Nick out of the stadium, they pretend to know her. It's like a in real life version of a fake phone call. They pat themselves on the back so hard for coming up with this genius idea where they pretend to know her and like walk away. I'm like, guys, it's you didn't you didn't like Ocean's Eleven this. You didn't like jury rig like or like grapple up the side of the stadium, pull her out, and then crawl down the side. You just faked. You said, "Oh, hey, it's you. Let's go," and you walked out. It's I'm sorry. Right. It wasn't Mission Impossible. It wasn't. It was <laughs> yes. just a simple, you know, scoop and save. Really, yeah. that's all it was. Right? Like any girl who's ever been in a club has done that for her friend. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's the same here. This book thinks like they'll make the most basic, <laughs> most basic logical assumption, and everyone's patting themselves on the back by how smart they are. Like when he puts the ice in the sink to uh, keep the beer cold. And he's like, it's the smartest idea I've ever had. I'm like, I believe you, Drew. Like, aren't you a doctor? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I can say, Drew is upset and angry and has a hangover and goes and, and performs surgery on a child. Queen. I was a little uh, taken back. I was like, what? he's got a hangover, a massive hangover. Oh, no. He's, he's angry, upset about the whole Alexa breakup. And then he's going into surgery to save some child what yeah and it's not like oh i'm setting a bone it's like this kid has cancer oh yeah like it's Mm -hmm. baby act like you give a fuck yeah (laughs) i did have to check with molly because he lets the kid eat and i'm like he's like he just relaxed the rule and let him eat before surgery and i'm like is that a rule you can relax no, yeah, I was agreeing with you. It, yeah. it shouldn't be. This is a very <laughs> serious surgery that they're doing. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, the kid was thirsty. We let him have a snack. I'm like, but now that messes up all the anesthesiologist calculations. It's mm-hmm. it's all about aspiration and making sure nothing's in the stomach so they don't choke. Oh, I think. I don't know, actually. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, it's like you just... You would have to push it back. Like, so now they're just waiting, waiting. I, I don't know. Right. Because they were already waiting and had pushed it back. So now with you eating, it's going to push the damn surgery back, back even further. Even further. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I they darn near don't even want you to suck on ice chips. I've right? had enough surgery. They don't even want you to do that because they mm-hmm. don't want you pissing and all. I'm sorry. They don't want <laughs> none of that happening on the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I just don't believe him as a doctor. I don't. I don't believe him as a doctor at all. Like, he kept doing paperwork, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's why I asked. I was like, wait, he's a surgeon? He's a surgeon. He's a messy surgeon because he's got paperwork on chairs, all of his desks. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And so I was thinking, this is how I was figuring out the age. Like, to be... I think surgery is considered one specialty, specialty and then pediatrics is another That's specialty. That's what I'm saying, because he so, wasn't an oncologist. No. But he's doing the surgery on the child. Yeah, I thought that was also, strange. Right? But he's also the one who diagnosed it. Like It's, it's like, what kind of doctor are you? And how old does he have to be at least 35? The kind of surgery he's doing. I mean, he's yeah. just, there was no detail in it. It was like, oh, and having surgery. Boom, done. Like, and okay. it's a surgery that he ha- he needs another doctor to work on, at least the first time. The one that gets pushed back, it's like two doctors. Yeah. And one's an expert, and he's 
Because at first it's a car accident. He got hit by a drunk driver, and then it's discovered he has leukemia, which this poor kid, it is not his year. Mm. Yeah, but I I thought the same thing with uh, if you're just a pediatric pediatrician, pediatrician, why are you doing surgery on this cancer? Mm -hmm. I mean, he could have been doing something, but I don't think Jasmine let us know what kind of surgery it was, you know, to to be cohesive because we're just thinking, okay, so his bone didn't heal. So we're thinking that already happened. So what Mm -hmm. is Drew doing? What What could you possibly be doing? Because now this child has cancer. Yeah. And that's where he should have dropped off. He's a pediatric surgeon. He did the surgery following the car accident. Complications came. It's like, okay, now we're referring you to a pediatric oncologist. Right. This is where I step back because I'm not an oncologist. Right. That makes so much more sense. I don't know why he keeps being his doctor unless they're just buds. And then maybe someone could explain this to me also, but why is he always on call? Mm. It's like right. if he's a pediatrician, <laughs> you're measuring children, you're trying to make sure they yeah. hit their benchmarks. Like that that's a specialty. A yeah, surgeon is a different a type of specialty. But he, but he's a pediatric surgeon. So that I guess kind of so makes So why sense. is he why is he, why did he diagnose the kid? The surgeon doesn't come in until later, right? I think what, ha- well, he, the kid got into a car accident. Okay. So from what I can tell, so there's something. He was something, setting the bone. Yeah. So there was something related to the car accident where he was okay. helping heal that. And then I guess maybe some blood work came back. That's like, oh, something, your blood work is not, this isn't right. Yeah, something you have wrong. Leukemia. And then that's when he should have referred him to the oncologist and said like, this cancer doctor is going to help you. I'm yeah, just a surgeon. I don't think a surgeon is like reading your labs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can't well, even pretend to know what a surgeon I don't does. Know. I feel like they do. I don't know. But, but it made sense at first, but then it got lost. I feel yeah. like the, the only reason they do read your labs is to prep you for surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Not just on a whim. You know, like, yeah. oh, let's just. To be related, though, he was overly invested. Like he he crossed some weird boundaries yeah. with this kid and his family. Like visit, he wanted to check on him on weekends, and I guess to a point. But at some point, like you're too. And then Alexa got involved and was like helping them find like resources. It was too like too many professional boundaries were being crossed. He was bringing her to visit him. It was yeah, weird. It was weird. I don't, I don't know how doctors' lives work. I'm too squeamish <laughs> to be a doctor, so I just I was with it right up to the car accident. He was a surgeon. Okay, got it. Then he's got cancer. Now I'm confused. Why are you still here? Like, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Was there anything else you all had that you wanted yeah, to touch any on? Miscellaneous, any extra things? Anything you just had to get off your soul yeah, I think I got it all off I feel yeah. very like I did therapy I'm good <laughs> I feel bad because I invited you all because I didn't want it to be us just picking this apart and then Alicia's like no nah, that was terrible <laughs> she's like no I hated that too no but so. I felt like there are times when I need a book to be light and like I call it uh mental chewing gum mm-hmm. and I don't need the I don't need it to be um, a deep, intellectual, stimulating book. I just need something like to sit down and get away from reality for a second. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this book does very well. But it doesn't, because when you start going into it as a major literary 
piece of fiction that's going to represent. No, it doesn't do that. It's just yeah. mental chewing gum. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just go into it. It's very light. And it's just a, a read for something to break up your your uh, deep intellectual reading. But not, this is not it. Mm. Yeah. And I get that. And I guess for me, the the things were just, the little things were just so irritating that I couldn't even like enjoy yeah. it. I was like, I, yeah, you're ruining, I can't even have fun because you're just making me mad. But I get that, like just wanting to read something for just fun. Light. Yeah. yeah, I think this one just aggravated me too much. Yeah, it was I when they had the when she was the whole crying during sex thing that got me, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm out. That mm-hmm. killed the sun and made the star die. So yeah, you're at 3.5. <laughs> We're destroyed, you. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I don't. I think this was good. I felt like I got it all off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I can let Jasmine Guillory go now. I'm not reading anymore. I'm not reading that third book. I'm not, you know, the she's got a fourth one coming out inspired by Megan's mom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, the really? Halloween one? Yes. It's inspired by Doria. I don't remember. Is it her last name? Isn't Merkel, is it? No. Well, um, Megan Merkel's mom. So, like, it's the yeah. positive. Like, she goes to England and she meets, like, and I think he's supposed to be older. And I was like, you have fun with that. I won't be reading it. <laughs> Let somebody else do that story. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, Net Galley sent me a thing like, you want this advance? And I was like, no, thank you. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh I sighed again. No, you I did? love the size. Like, I'm laughing. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking out loud, well, thinking in my head that we just talked about how nondescriptive she mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And that storyline could now be a wonderful story. It could be a wonderful story. And now if if she's going to continue to write like she's done, and I don't even know what the wedding date is like. I know what the proposal is like. It's just like this one. It, so I can is, imagine yeah. Doria's story. Oh, <laughs> I will say this for the wedding party, the one that comes out in July. I've looked at some of the advanced reviews. Apparently... <laughs> The one thing I've seen that comes across is they eat too much pizza. There are multiple multiple reviews where the people are like, even the people who liked it, like, it was fun. There was too much pizza talk, but it was fun. Like, real food. Like, do they eat vegetables? Like, I don't don't think so. They Mm -hmm. do burgers, fries. And again, you are in California. Like some eat sushi. some sushi. Like, eat some Korean food. Like California, I'm sorry, y'all don't have good pizza. Why are you eating so much of it? <laughs> but we have amazing sushi places. We have amazing sushi places. We've got fusion everything. We like, have fusion everything. <laughs> Did you know that? the majority of the donut places in Southern California are run by Cambodian refugees. That could be an amazing, you know, fun fact. You could write a cool character in, talk about, you could ground it in a place since they're always eating fucking donuts. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot my last little thing. (laughs) I don't feel like if you were not from California, you would not know anything about L.A., 
in after reading his book. All of or San Francisco or Berkeley no. or I got there's confused. No, like, there's no like definition of there's no like geographical references. Right. Um, Where were they? They say we drove to the valley to get uh uh dim sum. It's like right. where the hell did you start? Well, I, I was thinking, where in the valley? Because, like, all the good dim sum places are not in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and did you pass by Chinatown? Yeah, I felt because, the same way. Like, I didn't I didn't get a feel of, of California at all, except for tacos. And, you know, oh, you're from, yeah. you're from um, L.A. We have the best taco. I think that's what Carlos said or something. But that was yeah. the only um, feel that I got, you know. She does. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. California. Oh, no problem. I was just going to say, there is one line she makes where, like, the difference between Southern California and Northern California is there are more sports cars. Yes. Like, I don't mean to keep bringing up the car thing, but that was the one thing I got. And I was like, is that it? I mean, I can't afford to live in Northern California, so I don't know where this whole, like, SoCal is where all the wealthy people are. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make a reference to anything that is L.A. Or, like, there's very, like, there's so many authors that talk about driving down Pico mm-hmm. or yeah. going down, you know, going down Wilshire to the boutique or, you know what I mean? Like, so you get a sense of where are you? <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. a scene where they go to In-N-Out and they just get fries. And I <laughs> yeah. actually had to look up and see if, if Jasmine Gilroy was from LA. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm, this might be an unpopular opinion, but their fries are nasty. Who the hell would go and just get the fries? <laughs> Who would go and wait 30 minutes in that line just to get some fries? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Bay Area, what area is that considered? Because I have That's no... Like I didn't know any of the Oakland... Okay. Yeah, that kind of area. Okay. Yeah. They said she's from the Bay Area. And okay. I wonder, too, because I was like, okay, is she from California? Because most authors... Uh, when they write in their home state, they're very descriptive because it's like yeah, that's yeah. what they know. You know, and they're I kind have of an proud of it. From Chicago, mm-hmm. and when she talks about you know Lakeshore Drive or Rush, you you, mm-hmm. you know those are like the main uh, areas of mm-hmm. the city, and just so you can get that feel. But I mean, besides you saying the cars and the difference between North and South, that was the only. Um, setting mm-hmm. i guess i can say that she mm-hmm. brought about in this story because mm-hmm. i even thought okay when they went right after the wedding and they woke up the next day and i think they went to eat was they like at a taco truck or something and they sat in the park i thought she was gonna you know at least try and Name give me some kind of feel of them having a picnic lunch almost but yeah uh-huh. they're on Not that hotel that. towel mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> with no undies with no one, <laughs> as as someone who wasn't from California, I also couldn't get a really big sense of like what the distance was between them. Like they just jumped on a plane. It seemed really easy for them to meet up every weekend, and I guess it's right. not a long flight. Yeah, people yeah. do that as a commute sometimes. Like people yeah. have jobs where they literally get on a plane every day. Yeah, it's a yeah, quick little not, flight. That's a quick flight, but yeah. it's like. Yeah, because he had frequent flyer miles. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to use my frequent flyer miles for, for that an hour. Like, yeah. Like, dude, you really don't know your relationship status with? Mm-mm. 
Right. I thought that was weird too. I was like, mm, I'm saving that for a good trip. Right. Not for a recall. I can drive for that. <laughs> you are not that good. No, the driver would be a little too. That's a commitment. See, I oh, am not it? driving. My husband's from the Bay Area. And um, I actually did not know that like it was such a quick flight until we did it once because he will not, he will, he will not buy a plane ticket for that. He was like, we're going to get up early. We're going to be on the road. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, it's like a 45 minute flight for like a hundred dollars. Yeah. We're going to drive it. <laughs> See? I like him already. <laughs> that sounds like something my husband would say. Well, that's for cheaper. So how long is the drive? Because a 45-minute flight is like St. Louis to Chicago. It's like six hours, girl. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> With the traffic. Oh. Yeah. You know, they could have stopped at Pea Soup Anderson's. They could have. Oh, like, they could have done like the winery tour. They could have done a winery tour. I would have read that. That sounds like if it, had it been sounds romantic. Yeah, I would have read that. I don't see just look at all the missed opportunities. They could have gone to Roscoe's. They could have like. We're just hungry. Like, it's not like there are landmarks in LA and Oakland and San Francisco mm-hmm. that she couldn't have referenced. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Sorry. Yeah. I think we've we thoroughly discussed this book. So um, (laughs) would you guys recommend this book? I don't. (laughs) To who? Like it depends on the person. Mm, Okay, who would you recommend it to? I, I feel like people that are not avid readers and they're trying to get back into reading and they're like oh i just want something light something easy i'm like oh do the wedding date (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fair i think i would recommend it to that person if they were young also and maybe hadn't had a lot of relationship uh experience yeah Yeah. because if you all you're gonna be tired Yeah, I, I I wouldn't recommend it to like avid book readers. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I can recommend it to anyone because I could think of better light reads that I'd be like, oh, this is more fun. Or yeah, yeah, I agree. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. I think I wouldn't. I don't know who I would recommend this to because I just feel like for a light read, as you said, there's so many other authors mm-hmm. that I could say you know read this and you will have a you will have all the the qualities right of a romance novel um I almost was gonna say this could have been YA but it might have been just too much sex but then even if I wanted to recommend this to somebody young I'm like yeah I don't don't know know because I don't want them to feel like this is what you do this is how you (laughs) Hopefully they would be smart enough to, you know what I mean? Because sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. the reading, it influences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I would recommend this to anyone. Yeah. After, even yeah. though I gave it a three, um, after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I'm not sure if I would read it. I mean, recommend it because I'm afraid somebody might say, why did you recommend this book to me again? <laughs> 
Because even as a new romance, per- and I, I think I'm, I am getting a lot better, but even as a first-time romance reader, this might turn them off. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, because the funny thing is, when I posted my my four stars that should have been uh, 3.5 <laughs> uh-huh. on Goodreads, I already have comments from other people that are like, oh, I loved it too. I thought it was great. So, you know, people are like commenting on my, th- my four star. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, people people like it. It's a popular book. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of yeah. why we did this because I we wanted to hear. Well, what did you like about it? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm not mad at Jasmine. I am mm-hmm. a thousand percent sure that if me and Jasmine Gilroy hung out, <laughs> we would get along very well. Because you yeah. know what I like to do? Eat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Go and eat donuts. Eat donuts. Tacos. <laughs> drink coffee. Eat tacos. Drink tacos. coffee. Yep. I love that. I am sure we would get along splendidly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I'm sure she's a lovely person. I just have yeah. to stay away from her friction. Oh wait. I just real I, I'm just looking. She is a Bay Area native. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, when they good. say Bay Area, what do they mean? Uh, just like the, that San Francisco, Oakland area, okay. like in the Bay. Okay. So yeah. that, it's that's like, her hometown. But yeah, that's her hometown. So okay. it's like, uh, I didn't know if that was like a formal name of like, like this is, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know where I was going. I just didn't know like, where it was. There's Northern California, there's Southern California, there's Central California. And just mm-hmm. because the state's so big and there's so many different people there. Right. Like just yeah. like, if you go to Northern California, it's cool. The people are kind of hippie or they're Silicon Valley people or, you know, they're all Ooh, walking and taking The weather is completely different. The weather is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in SoCal, you're in traffic. You're a surfer. <laughs> you're a valley girl. If you're in Central California, you're a farmer. You're Republican. <laughs> like there's all these like stereotypes about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. None of them really show up. Like this all mm-hmm. could have been in the Bay. Because I really yeah. don't even think that it meant so much that they were flying back and forth. No, they could have just been riding by car. Yeah. Which is why it's like if you are from that area, why not just write what you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it would be but hard for me to write about St. Louis. I have no idea about St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. But yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, like this if you considered, look, is this considered book one in the series? Is that, or no? Yes. Yes. This is, is the okay. first book. The proposal's the second book. And then the confusingly titled The Wedding Party is the uh-huh. third book. Yeah. Okay. So she's is. got two books in the same series with Something. The Wedding. Yeah. Blank. Okay. Yeah. And that's Theo and Maddie's book. Okay. Got it. So. Okay. So let's... Um, talk about what we always usually end the show with and say what are you guys currently reading yeah oh. <laughs> oh, i'll go first um we i am reading well i'm reading the picture of dorian gray which is mm-hmm. our mocha girls mm-hmm. reads uh book of the month okay, i am nice. reading still like an artist by austin cleon what else am i reading no Exit by Taylor Adams, which is a mystery thriller, and A Girl Like Her by Talia Hibbert. 
which is a romance. Oh, I've seen Ooh. Talia Hibbert writes so much. It's amazing. Yeah. So those are the books that I am reading right now. Okay. All right. And I'm also reading The Picture of Dorian Gray for Book Club. Actually, I just finished it yesterday. Um, I'm reading Brazen, which is, a, I'm in a, a graphic novel thing right now. Oh, so, yeah, I'm doing Brazen. It's called um, Rebel Ladies Who Rock the World, and it's a bunch of short um, graphic novel stories about women that rock the system or headbutted the system about something. That sounds cool. Um, it's really good. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'm all into that right now, and I just finished another graphic. I did the Handmaid's Tale graphic novel. Oh, oh my I didn't God. know that was available. Yeah. So I've, I haven't read the book. I watched the series. I love the series. The graphic novel, oh my God, it's more disturbing than the TV series. Mm. Ooh, I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, you got to prep yourself. There's, yeah. you know, there's rape. There's, you know, so just be prepared. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that, and I just finished the Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, which was interesting. It's a interesting book that it, the WPA had a program that would they would have like books they would give to women to go take out to various places in the hill folk area. So that, <laughs> so that you know, like giving them books, and it was like a library on horseback. Oh, that's cool. That yeah, cool. so it was really interesting, historically wise. It's a fiction book, but yeah, so that's what I'm reading. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, is it me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I read The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Ooh, oh, how was it? That's on my list. It's me too. It was genuinely funny. Like I was really surprised by how funny it was. It was really good. So um, that's the one where the f- wedding party gets sick, and so her twin sister's wedding party. They, everyone gets sick except for her and the groom's brother, and so they go on this cruise to Hawaii, and they end up becoming a thing. It's really funny. It was really cute. Um, I read Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham. Mm. <laughs> I read it before, like, I didn't know about the HBO special when I picked it out. I picked it out because it was in Scribd, and I'm like, that sounds good, and I'm all about disaster documentaries. So I'm like, oh. I'm going to read this. So I read it, and then I started watching the HBO special, and I think I had a Chernobyl-related nightmare last night. It was not oh. <laughs> oh. Um, Really good, though. I'd recommend it. I read All Systems Read by Martha Wells. With a, based on a recommendation from Molly. That's the first book of the Murderbot series. I found Murderbot surprisingly relatable. Right. He just doesn't care. He just wants to watch TV. He just wants really? to watch TV. Yeah. He's supposed to be like this uh, security unit. He's supposed to be like uh-huh. fighting and protecting people. He's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. I got my shows. And he I love it. He just wants to sit in his little bed, watch TV, and let people leave him alone. He doesn't want people touching him. Or looking at they him. don't want people touching them, looking at them. Leave them alone. I related. Two books are in the series. How many books are in the series? I think there's four. They're like novellas. They're short. Yeah. Yeah, they took it out. Yeah. So it was really good. And then I read The Wedding Date. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) there we go. (laughs) You have to cleanse your palate now, huh? I know. I started from... (laughs) 
I started Forbidden. That's like my comfort read because it's like I said, it's mostly just food. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's it. Um. So I finished that Blood and Fire. And I started um, Dune on Beverly Jenkins' recommendation. Did you say Doom? Dune. The sci-fi like, classic? Yeah. Really? <laughs> we asked her a book she recommended. She said Dune. Really? <laughs> I, had a, I had a credit. I was like, why not? She's but, really into sci-fi. She is she really is. into sci-fi. I'm surprised he hasn't written a sci-fi book. We she said she that. has one. She yeah. has a, a plot for one. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I saw her on Twitter the other day, and she's all excited about a sci-fi book she's currently reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. I almost bought it, too. She really saw yeah. it. That's it. That's what I was reading. <laughs> so, and they're remaking Dune for TV, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah. that's why. Right. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I should read it. I want to read that, and I want to read uh, that Stephen King Shining, the second one, before that movie comes out. He's got another movie coming out. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. I can't even that keep up. Making mm-hmm. <laughs> paid. He makes that money. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what is Mocha Girls Reads? What are y'all up to? What's to the listeners? How can they find you? And what are y'all doing? And how can they become involved okay. if they'd like to? So we are always on all social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Mocha Girls Read, uh, Mocha Girls Read, and the website is mochagirlsread.com. But this summer, we are doing a book bingo. Hashtag Summer So Lit. So if you look on um, Twitter and Facebook, that's what the, the hashtag is. And so we are joining up with a bunch of publishing companies that are giving away gifts this year. Oh, so wow. they're not confirmed yet. <laughs> I'm still in the process. But the book bingo has started. It's going to go for, um, it started on the 21st yesterday, all the way to September 23rd. So you can go to our website, get your bingo card. And this year I tried to do something we have, a couple of uh, squares are topics and genres we haven't dealt with as a book club but we will in the future mm. so we're gonna we'll post recommendations for things too because we have like a square that's like mental health a book about mental health um true crime um set a book set in the summer mm. you know stuff like that so it's really i tried to mix it up this year it sounds really fun yeah i gotta check that out good prizes this year so everybody go to Hashtag summer so lit. Awesome. And we'll have links in the show notes if people can yeah. want to look for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're doing. We <laughs> we usually have a chat question. Oh, we don't have one. We don't have one. I did want to ask, we've already asked this though. Like, do we want to ask like what book you love? Oh, I think that's that. good. Or, or what, what book why don't we do you, what book are you looking forward to in the second yeah, half of the year? That's a good that's a that's I don't know what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So that's going to be our chat question. For the what? next episode. Yeah. And, and this that's a good is a real, one. this is a mm. full episode. I didn't need to delete that. I'm just messing up your outline. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, I think that's it. This was fun. I'm so glad we had y'all on. Thank you for inviting us. This was very fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I, (laughs) every time she sighs, I'm going to edit this and I'm going to count and I'm going to put it up. (laughs) When I just tweet a number, you'll know. Know what that number is. Not even the time that sighed. I'm sorry. No, I love the sigh because you were usually sighing when I was like, don't be an asshole, Danielle, and talk to me. You just sighed. I was like, okay, we're gonna get, we're doing it. We're gonna go. <laughs> I loved it. So, oh. Here for it. Yeah. So, um, so I guess that's it. So you can follow Mocha Girls Read as this. I got y'all's. I was gonna hype it up for you. They're at <laughs> Mocha Girls Reads and they're at www.mochagirlsreads.com. We're on yeah. Twitter at Black Chicklet. We're on Instagram at BCL Podcast, and you can visit us at blackchicklit.com. Yeah. Um, as always, if you have comments or you have any feedback, if you want to tell us that we're horrible, awful people, um, direct it at me and Danielle. That's fine. You can yes, send. want to hear it. You can send all your hate responses over to contact at blackchicklit.com, and I, you know, won't read it, but. No, we'll worry that we read, we take all feedback. Um, so if you really like this book, yeah, we want to hear from you. I, I kind of genuinely do like what you enjoy about it. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. We're not yet on Spotify, working on that. Working on um, that. it helps yeah. other listeners find the podcast. And as always, thanks to Sweet 45 for the use of our theme song, Jones In. You can find them on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash sweet that's s-u-i-t-e 45 and that's it we did it we did it guys thank you ladies thank you it's been fun thank yeah. you yeah. Great. all right bye Thanks guys for coming on. And bye, bye guys bye, bye.